Society Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again. E-Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting sports, and everything entertainment. And this is episode 290. Today we'll be talking about TV, including Secret Invasion, Lincoln Lawyer Season 2, Mando's Season 3 Gallery, Muscles and Mayhem, another American Gladiator story, The Horror of Dolores Roach, Jared from Subway, the Good, the Bad, and the Hungry, The Challenge, and Big Brother Australia's VIP. And as always, the week in sports, the week in fun going collecting, weekly Star Wars moment, and our weekly random movie and song recommendations. But before I go any further, it's the Nez! Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? We're back. We got a lot, so let's get it going. Yeah, let's go. Uh, I'll start off with my first one. This was one a new one. I don't know when exactly it aired. I believe all eight episodes are up already. Uh, July 7th. And uh, this is an Amazon Prime original. The Horror of Dolores Roach. When Dolores Roach is released from an unjust prison sentence, she reunites with an old friend who lets her work as a masseuse. When the promise of her newfound stability is threatened, Dolores is driven to shock and extremes to survive. This stars Justina Mochado. I think that's her name. She was um, the lead in uh, One Day at a Time. I assume that's over with unless we're taking a break while she did this. And a bunch of other people in it. I only got one episode in, uh, but I, I'm all in. And it's, yeah, it's just a story of her. She's got a prison. Uh, I don't want to spoil it because I'm still trying to figure out. Uh, one episode in, everyone. So let me get some. Uh, some more and the, re- the only reason i watched it is because of uh the one day at a time lady i liked her in that show uh, i was really good i see that cindy lopper is making an appearance and a few episodes so that's cool it's always good to see cindy and i believe this is all taking place in new york but uh i'm in uh it's comedy horror uh, okay <laughs> so far yeah all right i mean they it got a little graphic, but uh, I'm I'm there for it. Um, uh, there was another gal in it, a Jessica Pimentel. I think that's her name. I don't know. She plays a uh, Flora Ferris. Ferris. I think that's how you say her name. Uh, Justina Machado was Dolores Roach. So it kind of goes uh, from there. So, but uh, I'm in. I like this show. Uh, will it make my end of the year list? I don't know. I need to watch uh, all eight episodes. But um, I really like this actor. Act again just because of uh, one day at a time. And I thought we were getting more, but I guess not. I know a lot of series are getting canceled and everything, and a lot of the shit that's going on now with them. Um, with the writers and the actors' strike is throwing a wrench into everything. I mean, I get it. I, I understand. I'm not an actor or a writer, but I I understand uh, that they need to get theirs too. 
Uh, if you guys watched that video of um, uh, Fran Drescher, is that her name? The, um, she was going off with all the stuff she was saying. And um, I know there's just a lot of uh, hoopla going on about, oh, they don't need it, they're rich. They'll, they'll be all right. And I'm just like... Don't I matter. One of the main sticking points, and I don't know if you heard this, was the whole AI thing because there was something in the contract that uh, the other side wanted, the studio side wanted, where it was like, uh, yeah, sign this and like we pay you once and then we can use your digital image forever and ever without paying you. Hell it's no. like, dude, no way. Yeah, they cannot go for that. And like, I heard in that case, like, uh, this is actually more about, like, other, not your A-list, not your, like, Matt Damon's and, and your George Clooney's and stuff like that. Because Matt Damon was saying, like, he's like, yeah, like, I get people saying the whole, like, oh, actors and, like, oh, this and that. But they're talking about, like, everybody else, like, and there's a lot of actors and, like, other shows and other you know background actors and ones that jump around from tv series to tv series background characters you know they make like normal wages that like anybody else would make in like another career so he was saying it was you know more for that more for them and obviously this whole artificial intelligence thing the ai thing like yikes <laughs> yeah it's getting crazy um I was watching something and they were showing a uh, a model and I thought it was a person, but it turned out it was, it was an AI and they're like, we don't even need models anymore. Right. right. But that's mainly for like pictures and video. But if you have a fashion show, you're most likely yeah. you're going to need these models. But well, I, I know you sent me before. I think you sent me one where it was like um, designer breaking bad. I think that was a while back you sent me that. That was like an AI creation. And then I sent you, uh, it was probably a month or two ago now, so I don't know if you remember, but um, it was like Wes Anderson if he did Star Wars. And it was actually really good. It was really cool looking. Like it was Star Wars, but it was like Wes Anderson styled. And that was all AI made. Like it looked like they got Scarlett Johansson and Bill Murray and... Uh, Timothy Chalamet and all these people for this thing, but it was all AI done. I was like, as cool as it was, that's crazy. <laughs> I doubt those people are going to sign that thing. I mean, yeah, I don't know. You can't get you can't get the Tom Cruises, you can't get the uh, Angelina Jolie's and and all them in that A list to sign this thing. Um. But I don't know. Even if you're just someone that's still breaking into acting, I don't. I don't think uh, I wouldn't sign anything like that. And like, what? You can take uh, my image and everything, and just do whatever for the rest of my life, and I and I'll get no money from it. Hell no. But right. that's me. But I, in the end, I I said it before. I said I've said this on many occasions. Don't mess with anyone's money. Don't matter how rich you are. You can right. have a gajillion dollars. And if someone starts messing with your money, you're going to be mad, man. If you have $5 and somebody takes $250, you are going to be mad. So, I mean, it doesn't matter. You can have $2.50 $2 or you can have $250 million. 
Right. I mean, uh, someone took uh, 250 million from you or a uh, hundred and whatever. I, I don't know. You'd be mad. Um, I don't. I know I would. And even if I had 50 cents and I had to give someone a quarter, or no, not I give someone. Someone took a quarter from me. Because this is what that's what they're doing here. But I don't know. Again, I'm not an actor. I'm not a writer. But I understand these people need to get paid for the stuff that they do. This is a job. This isn't just something that oh, they're they're all right. They they don't need. I mean. Not everybody's an A-lister. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I have friends Not that act. making the big money. <laughs> Look at Mike, man, he, friend of the show, Mike. He he acts, he directs and everything. Is he doing it for the money? No. Right. Probably made a little bit of change, but nothing to retire on. I mean, and even some of these little small-time actors. I mean, like Mike, he's small-time. He's getting there. He's getting the breaks and everything, but... Yeah, man, you you it's it's crazy on what's happening, but and all these people, mainly a lot of people in the Reno Sparks area on the news things on the the news Facebook pages. All these, you can clearly see what side of the pages are on, and they're just oh they don't need oh they don't need a good now we can just do this and that. Shut up, all you people, man, <laughs> fucking idiots, man. It doesn't matter what side of the boat you're on, man. It's just don't well, it's don't crazy. fuck don't fuck with anybody's money. Period. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy how much that like gets to be a thing. It's like, oh, it's so weird. But yeah. I did just resend you that uh, Star Wars Wes Anderson thing. I freaking love this 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 video. It it actually is so cool. But like I said, at the same time, like it is crazy because it actually looks like Edward Norton in it and it, Bill Murray and stuff like that. But it's not real like it's all computer generated like that's it's crazy because it looks so good <laughs> yeah let, let's get into uh, one little movie we're not going to talk about the whole movie but one little section the the beginning of the new indiana jones film when they made them all young looking that actually didn't look good <laughs> uh it looked okay if you were looking straight at it but when he was turning his head it it, it didn't look good it looked like a video game yeah me. Yeah. It was awesome. I, I, w I would watch a whole movie like that. The, my only issue with it is yeah. when, it, when he was turning his head and then when he was talking, you got the young Indy on the screen, but then you got old 70-year-old uh, Harrison Ford uh, talking. And that kind of took me out for a second. But once the action and everything was going on. Too. They tried to hide it in the dark, but uh, you could tell. You could so tell. <laughs> I thought that dub, to my favorite part was the beginning. Because I was like, yeah, give me more of this. I, I was happy that it went so long. But uh, in the end, you if, <laughs> if they can do, I was even when I was sitting there watching, I was like, damn, they could do a, a whole movie like this. Would I watch it? Of course right. I would. But not I that. Know, if they're, you know if what's they're crazy? Gonna, they wouldn't even need Harrison Ford. Now with all this technology, you just have a stuntman do it. You put digital harrison ford on that and you could even whatever now use whatever voice manipulation and take his past dialogue and reorder it and and make it like it's crazy he ain't gonna sign nothing like that he tell them to fuck off because you, you, <laughs> oh, you know me you, you better pay <laughs> me 
So right. I mean, they they won't. I mean, they probably wouldn't go after big big time actors. It would be like the more small people. But they right. would take they would take them to go. Hell no, I'm not signing this. And then they'll go. All right, well we'll go someone else. Eventually somebody will sign that. I mean, you're gonna all oh, go ahead. But then, if any of you guys are listeners that that are acting and everything, again, I I have no nothing of that life or writing. I know now I'm just a fat guy talking shit behind a microphone. I don't know anything of that. But for me, just knowing the little that I know about it, I wouldn't sign anything like that. I'd be like someone, hey, man, we're going to give you a million dollars to do this show every week. But we're going to take all your recordings and we're going to be able to, to do whatever. And they can, like you said, they can do their own show and have our, vo- have our words. voices. And they could be. Use your words however they want. Order them however they want. Just your word. You they know. do that in movies, man. Well, I don't. There's a bunch of movies where they just took uh, Leia, Leia tracks, in, uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, they just took tracks from something, and it was a movie, some spy movie or whatever. I can't remember where they kind of manipulated somebody's voice to make them sound like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna go kill this person." I mean, it, they the technology is there. We've seen it in movies, man. Everything. I mean, it's it's crazy on what they can do. I mean, and the way graphics are getting, like we said, man, the beginning of Indiana Jones, if you guys didn't see it, um, it looked like a video game. Like, yeah. I would play that game. Uh, I thought, I thought again, I thought the movie was what, what it was. We'll get into it later on, but uh, next episode. But as far as what I saw on the screen, he when he was looking straight at you, the, the little bit in the trailer, when they pull that uh, bag off of his head and we see... Uh, young Indy, I was like, "Well, that looked cool," but the more know. it went, you could just tell it just yeah. the effect was there. Uh, but with, I was just mentioning too, Rise of Skywalker, Leia. Even though they did use that technique of using other dialogue she used and repurposing it, it, it you could tell she wasn't there, and they were like they tried to make it work, but those it those type of flow right. It doesn't they. It, it, uh, it doesn't have the, the soul in their look. It was cool right. to see Leia on the screen uh, one more time like that. Uh, it was cool to see a young uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. That was cool. But when you watch that now, it was awesome when it, when that movie came <laughs> out. But you watch it now compared to what they can do to Indy. Yeah. Wow, Indy, they made it look like him except for when he was turning his head. But it, it, it's it's only going to get better with the technology and everything. Sure. I mean, sure. Skynet, I don't care what anyone thinks. Skynet is real. <laughs> get ready for all that. Um, well, yeah. Like, I don't want to step on this either because this is also for the movies episode. But uh, it's it, part of uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning has to do with this idea of a self-aware AI that's out there. So it's funny like you know we talk about it in stories and they've done it in movies for years but uh in 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 a lot of ways it's here you know chat gpt and they have like the the image creator joel was showing me like he just typed in a few words like he'd put like wes anderson funko pop and it like spit out an image of like wes anderson as a funko pop you know I mean, that's what they could do. I mean, even these apps, man, they're they're fun to play with and everything. Especially that one that comes to mind when you uh, you just put in a upload a picture and then it starts singing. 
yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, the the technology is there. I mean, every all this stuff they're doing now, I mean, you could do it on your phone, and it's crazy on on what they can do. But I, I get what they're fighting for, and I support them. And I mean, I love movies, I love TV, and everything, and all the people, the the men and women that write these stories for us. For I mean, we we come here and talk about TV and movies all the time. That's what this show's about. Video games as well. I mean, those are writers too, and those are those are creators. And actors, they you got you got to have the voice actors for it. Even and even if they do do the motion capture when the guys are in the suits and running around and and acting in in these things, it's cool, man. But it's I, you got to support them. And then if you're not if you don't support them, man, I mean, quit listening to the show. But yeah, I mean, it is entertainment society. <laughs> yeah. So uh, come on, unless you go out there and do it, and if some of these people that are all bitching and complaining, I want to see you do it. So we can bitch and complain on how bad you are. Um, but I'm just, I don't know. I support what they're doing. I support the cause. And I know it threw a wrench in Comic-Con that's, that's happening next week. But Yeah, throwback to the old days before uh, Hollywood came. I to, hear uh, celebrities, because people are, people are worried that there's not going to be any celebrities there. They can still be there. Maybe oh, not. Yeah, I did see that. I did see they that. They can't. They they can't talk about anything new, right? Like whatever, like Marvel like and all and stuff and photo ops and things like yeah, that. Yeah, they they can do, do signings and everything. That that's fine if they want to make get their money that way. Cool, do it. But yeah. I, they can't talk about upcoming stuff. I don't yeah. know how Hall H is going to do it, but I mean, oh, you could probably still, you could. Well, I don't know. You what could probably still get people in there. You could you could talk <laughs> about. The first season of The Walking Dead and have them there. I'm sure you got to pay them to show up, but I mean, it's going to have to be like that. Or who knows? I don't know. Even if, let's say, they they fixed this and settled it tomorrow, you still wouldn't have enough time to do a big programming, a big program yeah. for it. Unless, who knows? Maybe they have something ready to go, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm hoping that I can go down there Saturday. And uh, check out what's going on outside because usually there's a ton of shit going on. Um, I don't know if I guess they can still hype up what's coming, but don't expect those actors to be there to to hype it up for them. Right, I mean, right. uh, yeah. So yeah. like uh, Blue Beetle, for example, they can probably be there and have all the big giant stickers and the things that are on the side of the buildings and are rolling around on the, on the sides of the buses and giving out merchandise for it to hype it up. They could they could do that. They just couldn't get uh, Miguel from Cobra Kai there to hype it up for them. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how it works. I'm sure if somebody did do that, uh, everyone would be on them for it. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll see after, uh, after this weekend. Uh, Comic-Con starts Wednesday and rolls all the way to Sunday, and we'll see how it goes. I mean, we'll probably know what's happening uh, Thursday. That's the the first official day. Sunday or Wednesday is just the preview night. Everyone's getting in town and partying. There's a party for five days straight, everyone, if oh, you yeah. partake. Um, but, um, yeah, man, I don't know, man. I'm definitely going to keep my ear out. I want to know what, what happens. I do have friends that are going to be down there. Hopefully uh, I can see them. Shout out to the guys from um, Ripe, to, uh, Ripe, to, Ripe Tomatoes, uh, the Ripe Potatoes <laughs> podcast. Uh, James and Steve definitely uh, listen to their show. Um, they're going to be down there. 
my brother, little baby brother, he's going to be down there. Uh, shout out to Brian uh, and his his girl Karen. They're expecting a uh, little one, a little girl, is what uh, Brian told me. I he told me her name, but I don't remember. Um, and uh, Gato Geppetto, uh, Roy Miles, friend of the show, he's going to be down there. As well as uh, Jesse Hernandez. Uh, he will be in there. He has his booth. I, I don't have that information in front of me on what booth he's going to be in. But you guys should definitely. Uh, I believe he's he's over at the um, the Artist Alley. So definitely uh, go check him out and uh, show him some love. Let me see. I got his. Okay. Jesse Hernandez, Urban Aztec. Please follow him on Instagram and everywhere else. He will be at Artist Alley. FF12. So go over, support uh, Jesse. He's an amazing artist, awesome dude. Uh, both of us, we have uh, his uh, Boba Fett um, Urban Aztec uh, bust. Was it uh, Sideshow? Was that what it was? Yeah, it was Sideshow. He's also done a Vader for them that I still need to pick up. Uh, I think it actually, that one uh, has a light up effect too. The saber like lights up. So uh, I got to get that one before it's too late for sure. Uh, just so happens I wore my uh, Jesse Hernandez uh, San Francisco Giants shirt out today. So uh, he, he I, does actually, a lot of- I get like asked about that shirt probably more than any other shirt I've worn this year. When I wear that, people ask about it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, his stuff is like they're limited editions. They They come and go. It's not like. Oh, I can just get it later. Now, those no. shirts, yeah. especially the sports shirts, there was uh, the Giants, uh, the A's, the the Warriors, the um, San Jose Sharks. He did all kinds of collabs with them. He also did some stuff with WWE. He had a whole line of shirts. If you guys got one, you guys know. Um, but he's done a ton of stuff. He, oh, he, the, the latest thing that I got from him uh, that he did is, um, uh, Jesse, we're hyping you up for a minute. The uh, Tribal Force number one, uh, he did the cover, or he there was um, multiple different covers for issue number one. Uh, I got the first three because I helped him with the Kickstarter, but then uh, I think if you had to pay a little extra, you got uh, the Jesse, the Urban Aztec cover. But um, I was like, damn, I didn't get it. So I checked on the, I think it was Machine Comics. Um, definitely check them out. I think there's still some available if you are a fan of uh jason hernandez definitely get this book it's an amazing cover i had to buy two because i want to um next time i see him i want to get him to sign both because i want to hang one i want to put one in a frame and hang it uh in here and i'm going to read the other one but so definitely check out our tribal force issue number one shout out to john proudstar and all those guys that put it together but yeah jesse's gonna be down there again uh ff12 in artist alley go and uh Tell them what's up and uh, tell them Nez and the Zisu from E-Society yeah. uh, sent you guys. Um, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You were saying the shirt, like they're, they're limited and stuff. When I got that Giants one, like it flat out said on the site that there was like 15 left or something. So, yeah, it was it was like, a, yeah, I got you had to get it right when it was up. <laughs> Yeah, all the, all the stuff that he did, the collabs that he does, man. When it goes up, you better get them. Get them while they're hot. So, right. I mean, I got some of his artwork uh, tattooed on me. He um, he did some uh, lettering for my son Kyle's name. I have that on my arm, uh, right arm, brother. That was awesome that he did that. So, but yeah, I mean, Jesse Hernandez, 
San Diego Comic Con this weekend. I believe he just did a uh, Stockton Summer Con. Uh, he was there. I was going to go, but I just think I was conned out for a little while. <laughs> I went yeah. to so many in a row. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, everyone. But anyway, back to TV. The Horror of Dolores Roach. Definitely check it out for those of you that have seen it already. I like it so far. I, I need to finish it. Um, the Yeah, The Horror of Dolores Roach. It's uh, Amazon uh, exclusive or whatever on Prime. So definitely uh, check that show out. What do you got? All right, uh, I'm going to jump over to, uh, finally, we got our first MCU uh, show of the year. And uh, who knows, there's an outside chance it might be our one and only from the way they're talking. But uh, yeah, Secret Invasion is here. And actually, it's almost over. Six-episode uh, series, we're four in, two to go. Uh, Nick Fury-based series and also... Uh, Talos, Ben Mendelsohn's character from Captain Marvel, uh, the friendly scroll from that. Uh, that was set in the 90s. Captain Marvel was set in the 90s, and uh, Secret Invasion is set more now. So, uh, yeah, there's that. I really like the whole spy espionage angle. Uh, it's a Good show, not a perfect show, in my opinion. Um, it's always great to have uh, MCU around, and like I said, we might not. Uh, who knows what we're getting? Because at the start of the year, the only confirmed shows was Secret Invasion and Loki season two, and now who knows what they want to do with Loki season two? Because the Kang actor Jonathan Majors, he's a major part of Loki season two. And now we don't know what's going on with him and his future with Kang. And Kang even do any anything in the MCU? Are they gonna alter course and, and, and change what's going on there? Um just to switch uh modes for just a quick second that actually reminds me uh you may or may not have seen i know you saw the picture of uh hugh jackman in the um yellow uh suit but uh you may or may not have seen also there were other multiple shots uh, interestingly uh, they were fighting in fi front of a busted uh 20th century fox logo i don't know did you see that yeah i've seen it so I read, and I don't know if you read this, that everybody that's like diehard into all this, the comics and everything, they think what Deadpool 3 is going to be is basically the Marvel MCU take on uh, the comic series Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. Because now there's a rumor that Jennifer Gardner's uh, Elektra is going to be in it too. And the idea the kind of funny idea is that Deadpool now he's going to be like, Oh, we're in with Disney now. Like I need to like clear everything else out. So he's like going to go on a mission and he's probably going to take out. I'm guessing Jennifer Gardner only came back to do this just, you know, for fun, but, uh, <laughs> her probably, I, I didn't think she'd ever return to Electra period, but it's uh, probably she's returning probably so Deadpool can kill her. <laughs> Is Why not? The, uh, it's another check. What? It's another check. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
exactly. So, and then I'm guessing, like, obviously that's his plan with Wolverine, but then he's probably obviously not going to be able to kill him or decides not to. And then there's something like that. But anyways, um, yeah, Secret Invasion might be our only uh, MCU show we get this year, which is crazy considering uh, what we used to get. And they kind of used to flow into each other. But uh, yeah, talking about this whole actor's strike thing, I was talking to you a little bit. Uh, we were just talking on the phone about uh, Bob Iger. He's like made a statement about actors being unreasonable. And now he's become a huge target of them while they're uh, picketing and whatnot. But uh, I thought it for a while, I thought it was a good thing he was coming back. Cause they were saying like, you know, under his, rain at disney like you know good things happen but now i don't know i'm hearing nothing but bad things like he wants to uh pull back and stop on the the disney and the marvel stuff and he's um not one to put uh the theatrical releases he's talking about you know luca and turning red and all these other pixar uh, movies going straight to disney plus so now everybody didn't go to see elemental in the theaters because uh, of that, because I'll just wait for Disney Plus, and it's like, dude, I pay for Disney Plus for a reason, and they're already like pulling all these shows, and now they're talking about you know slowing down. I I pay for this for the Marvel and the Star Wars, so if you're not going to provide that, like, I mean, you're you, you're complaining about you know not making the money, but how am I supposed to pay for this service? You're not going to give me what I'm paying it for. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone's just things are falling apart. Uh, yeah, yeah. I Global guess so. warming. Tele hot. Tele hot. Yeah, Tele cold where you're at. <laughs> it is. It is, and it's funny because then I see like Southwest record high numbers, and it's like it's pretty cool here. It's you know low fifties. Like it's literally. It's, 50, 55 degrees warmer where you were, you were sending me uh, the weather and it was like double the temperature that it was here. I was like, that is just mind blowing. But It's 76 <laughs> right now where I'm at and it's 56 where you are. Right. I, I wish. Jeez, a Phoenix is 103 and it's right. almost 10, almost 930 over there. Yeah. And what's crazy is like even... Like on the sunny days here, if it's ever we're lucky enough, because that's the one thing that bugs me the most is we get so many gray days. Uh, but when we're lucky enough to get a clear day, the clear days also are the windiest days. So it's like it may look like it's warm outside, but I have like the door and the window open and the wind is like blowing through the house and actually creates quite a chill. So. <laughs> The high for the week for you is tomorrow, 62. Right. That's the, and that's that's the problem, too. It seems like we have, like, a nice warm day, but that actually just creates more gray, more clouds. Oh, so. And that'd be perfect, man. That's <laughs> just T-shirt and shorts. Oh, yeah. Man, I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I'm thankful for majority of the year. That's how I get to do it. Because... You know, it does, don't get me wrong, it does get colder, but for the most part, you actually 
that is a bonus around here. Pretty much year round, you can get away with the t-shirt shorts thing. Maybe a hoodie. We were down the bay yesterday in Richmond, and it was mid seventies. Uh, it was nice in the shade, but as soon as the the heat, or the heat, the sun hit us, uh, it wasn't blazing. But if you were standing out in the sun, I'm sure uh, it was it was warm. I kind of tried to stay in the shade, but. Right. I don't know, but Secret Invasion Fury, Fury and Talos try to stop the scrolls from who have infiltrated the highest spheres of the Marvel Universe. Creator Kyle Bradstreet, Samuel L. Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, the Queen of Dragons. Was it the Mother of Dragons? Was that her name? Yes. Yes. Um, Sarah Connor, or one of the Sarah Connors, uh, Amelia Clark, uh, Rocket from Colors, Don Cheadle. Uh, Kobe Smolders is that her name? Yeah, I, I love her. And what's her name? Uh, Olivia Coleman. I love her too. She's and hella good in this. I, she's uh, awesome. And she's show. yeah. No matter what she did, I'm only a couple episodes in. I'll tell you what I think of the show. It's all right. I'm just like, right. I was excited. I was like, okay, cool, another Marvel show because what we've gotten so far has been awesome. I liked She Hulk. I don't care. What anyone says, I liked Miss yeah, Marvel. I, I thought too. that was, I thought that show was awesome. And now it's Emmy nominated Miss Marvel, which is funny because it feels like the vibe was that Disney sadly wasn't going to continue with that series. But I mean, now it's Emmy nominated, and that's another thing coming out of this whole writer strike is uh, Tony Gilroy uh, behind Rogue One, behind Andor. He, he had some question asked to him recently, like, how does it feel to like have your show not much watched, but so critically acclaimed? And he went off like, well, that's one of the problems, too, with this whole streaming thing is these companies, they don't share the numbers. So they'll tell you it's 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 watched or it's not. But nobody knows for sure. They don't like actually release the, that kind of information. So he doesn't even know <laughs> what the real numbers are of people watching or not watching Andor. <laughs> I mean, I like this as a show. Uh, I think if it was a movie, I probably would have let it go by. Um, but I, I like it. This, I think this, this, this story, this secret invasion story is better as a TV series. Yeah, you're weak. You're weak to weak. I'm only two in. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm just gonna. I'm gonna just let it. To come because uh, I'm just gonna let it play out and then watch it. I don't feel like week to week because I'm like, eh, was, it's all right. There, there's been a there's been a, a very big reveal. So I'll tease well, that. Two more, two more weeks. Uh, I'll just wait until it's done because right now and I'm like. Rumor, eh. and I'll say it now because obviously, how would I know? But the rumor is that um, some really big name characters are going to show up in the uh, finale in the sixth episode. Uh, yeah, that's we'll the wait. rumor. We'll wait and see. I'm. That, that, that's why I was like, I watched the first episode. And I was like, yeah, okay, it's all right. Let me watch the second one, and then I was kind of like, <sighs> something happened. I, I know it's only the second episode, but. I'm just, I'm just, you know what? Let me, just, let me let this finish and then I'll go back and uh, boom, 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 boom. Just get it over with. Yeah. Cause right now it just, this was not, 
I was excited for it and I was ready. I did. I forgot that it was dropping, and then I know when I got up the next day, I was like, "Oh man, I missed Secret Evasion!" So I just downloaded it and watched it the first episode when I got home. Or uh, when I was at work, and then I was like, eh, "Okay, whatever." I, I love all the characters. I love all these actors. They're amazing in everything they do. Uh, Olivia Coleman, she's she was awesome, awesome. in every yeah. every role she does. Academy Award so winner Olivia yeah. Coleman. I liked her in that movie that you hated. <laughs> that movie was hella good. The, the um, one, the, the medieval the one. Fa- the favorite. Yeah. Oh, I that was it. That I was hella good. That I movie was it. awesome. The Academy <laughs> Award winner. So. All right. Wait, she in this Willy Wonka movie? Is that what that one looking? Yeah. It looks like a young. I heard. Uh, it's funny. You keep coming back to the strike, but I mean, it's it is just news everywhere. I heard um, a lot of British actors actually don't fall under the uh, SAG guild. So, like, actually, a lot of uh, productions featuring English actors filmed in England actually are continuing to film. So. That's interesting. <laughs> All right, and we're back. Technical uh, difficulties. Um, I don't know. Just the internet <laughs> took a crap on us. Um, anything more to say about Secret Invasion? I don't even remember what we were saying. It just went off. <laughs> yeah, I, so I don't know if it came through, but the last point I was on was uh, another strike thing that... Uh, I guess a lot of English actors don't fall under the Screen Actors Guild, which they're the ones under strike. So supposedly uh, a lot of uh, British television or movie productions that are based in around England and whatnot, they're actually still going and whatnot. So I don't know. There's that, but... I don't mean to laugh at the the situation isn't funny, but <laughs> I see a picture here of uh, David Duchovny. Uh, it says Writers Guild on strike. Uh, then it says the residuals are out there, and then there's an alien spaceship <laughs> <laughs> on his truck sign. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I don't know what what's gonna happen, but we'll see. Uh, as we go along. Uh, but Secret Invasion, like I said, I am going to wait until it plays out. Would you say how many more episodes left? Two? Two. It's only six episodes. And yeah, I mean, who knows if <laughs> if it ends up being the only Marvel show. Because like I said, Loki was promised. But with the Majors thing, I don't know. They might. Be a little up in there. I don't think they would fully scrap it, but they might have to uh, rethink certain things. Hmm. But I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm just ready for uh, the Marvels, so we'll see. Yeah, we we'll get that, that in. Um, we get that in uh, November. Also, while. For the longest time, they said Secret Invasion and Loki were the only things that were promised this year. 
we've had now for months these uh, What If Season 2 soda uh, releases. So I assume What If uh, Season 2 might happen unless they hold on to it for some reason. And or uh, they're doing more animated uh, X-Men 97. uh, And they're actually the very next uh, Marvel Collector's Core Funko Box is based off of uh, X-Men 97. So at least on that collecting side, they're anticipating it coming out, but no uh, release dates yet. And obviously they're not going to be at uh, Comic-Con with this whole strike thing. So mm, Marvel, yeah, Marvel's going to be there for their comic books, but not uh, the MCU. They don't... They rarely show up now since Disney's got their D whatever D twenty three. And how's that gonna go? I don't think it will. (laughs) That's pretty much everything Disney is. I mean, but this can only go on for so long. They need to obviously at some point they're going to have to figure something out on both sides. To uh, they can't let content dry out um interestingly uh big brother which i talk about all the time on this show uh, in a normal year it would be going by now usually uh, it used to start in june then they bump it back to july because of the strike this year now it's bumping back to august so it'll run august september and october and obviously a lot of people in the big brother community are talking about well if the writer strike continues Reality TV is a go-to, and I'm going to talk about American Gladiators here in a second, the other uh, show that came out. But I heard uh, American Gladiators, actually, it originally got its green light uh, because of a writer's strike. So uh, I know they'll definitely lean on reality TV uh, as much as they can, because also last time there was a writer's strike uh, around 2008, they did back-to-back seasons of Big Brother. So I could see them doing that again because it's like it's reality. And interestingly, I was wondering about Julie Chen because she is actually a member of the Screen Actors Guild. But I guess there was a weird thing with that, too, where she's allowed to do reality TV. So I guess she'll be there. (laughs) Mm, I don't know. Uh, speaking of Comic-Con, I'm looking on eBay. I thought you weren't supposed to sell these things. Uh, I mean, people always do. (laughs) I know, but I I don't know, man. Going back forever ago, you used to. Before me and and, uh, Joel joined you at Comic-Con, we did the E3 video game convention in the second year. We got it off eBay, the passes. Because <laughs> these ones, I mean, they look legit, but man, they're charging $400 and up uh, for badges. Well, one guy here just wants to exchange his two Fridays for Thursday badges. Maybe he can't go Friday, but I don't know. But uh, I ain't paying these crazy ass prices. Um, I'm going to be down there, hopefully. If I get in, I get in. But if not, then I'll see what's going on outside. They're going to have stuff outside. I, I saw him setting it up. So. 
Yeah. Oh my. Super Seven and all them were down there. Uh, shout out to Brian. They're they're set up and everything. There is there's some stuff uh, that I would like down there, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm not even gonna try out any of that Funko stuff. We just gotta wait for the, no. the shared uh, yep. ones. But also uh, on their website on uh, Thursday, six a.m. So gonna try. We'll see what happens. Will you be up? I'll be up. Yeah. Are you at work or <laughs> that's a truck day, huh? Yeah, so it actually works out. Only thing is, the very next day, they release their box of fun, which I'd like to try for again for fun days. Uh, that drops at 9.30. I will be at work. So I'm trying to, ho- hopefully I can uh, line it up with some kind of break. So we will When's see. When's the party, Friday night or Thursday night? I think it's Saturday. Oh, it's on Saturday? Yeah. Mm. Uh, not 100% on that, but yeah, fun days on Saturday. I did try. I entered. They had a uh, contest. You could use these like Funko points online to uh, enter to try to win entrance, and I didn't win. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But Secret Invasion, check it out. Uh if you guys have any interest in any of the Marvel stuff, I know some people are like Marvel, marveled out. So, but well, uh, we're getting less of it. That's for yeah. Sure. Rolling on. What else you got? Just roll. I only right. got one. I got one more thing, and I'm gonna be going off in a minute. So just continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got. A, I definitely got a few more here. So, yeah. um, uh, I'm gonna I guess. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Now I, I need to step away really quick. So go for it. Okay, yeah. Uh, Muscles and Mayhem, like I mentioned a second ago. Uh, American Gladiators documentary. If you listened to uh, last episode or the episode before that, uh, you heard I was talking about uh, the American, the official American Gladiators documentary that was on ESPN, the 30 for 30. Um, that had uh, the so-called creator of it, one of the guys that... Uh, Kind of took the idea, ran with it, you know, made all the Hollywood moves. Um, that one was like a, a really based around him, and it had a few gladiators, like uh, I had mentioned, like uh, uh, what was his name? Not a, not Apollo or Adonis, uh, the main guy. Anyways. Um, like I mentioned back then, uh, the Netflix was coming out with their own, and it was uh, called Muscles and Mayhem, the unofficial American Gladiator story. And what was interesting here, I found right off the bat, was uh, even though this is the unofficial one, they got all kinds of people that didn't do the so-called official one. And I guess it was because of the, the guy, the Johnny Ferraro's involvement in that interestingly he's in that the so-called official one and he's not in this one at all whenever they mention him they just do um like they show old footage of him uh or they do like a little cartoon or something so that's interesting but uh yeah a bunch of people that uh chose not to do the um the so-called official one, they did uh, this one, and 
Yeah, it's uh, a five-episode Netflix series. And uh, does it have? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So Zap, Nitro, Gemini, who was I was trying to think of. Michael Horton. He did both of them. Uh, Ice. I, I don't think she did the official one. Uh, Nitro, he definitely didn't uh, do it. And I don't think Zap did either. Uh, Blaze, I don't think she did it. Uh, Storm. It was interesting to see like the, the little bit of the divide and like which gladiators did which one. Um, and I haven't finished completely yet. I think I've got through. Yeah, I got through four of the five episodes. So I only have the one left, and the final one I see here is only thirty-six minutes long. So, uh, a few things they cover the same, but I did find it pretty interesting. Um, they did actually have a whole lot of different stories because that the the thirty for thirty one that was more about the making of the show and from the creators uh, perspective. And, you know, they, they told a few things and, and you saw Malibu, that thing where he got kicked off, obviously that they mentioned that again here too, but uh, the main person they really do uh, talk to here is uh, the guy that wouldn't do the other one, uh, Nitro. Uh, what interestingly, one story he did tell was cause they do get into talking uh, steroids and whatnot and they don't hide it at all and they're they fully admit it and get all into it they didn't you know well you know some of them especially uh the ladies are saying uh they didn't like they one of them was saying like like i didn't and you can even look at the pictures back then like if i did like the steroids you know the whatever it's the male growth hormone like you know, I would have been growing a mustache. I would have had more, you know, male-like features. And she said, I didn't, and I'm telling you so. But other guys, like, flat out admitted it, like Nitro. And he was talking about um, one so-called droid raid inc- incident when he was um, with one of the other guys. I can't remember which, which guy it was. It might have been Laser. I'm looking at the list here. But... Uh, they were uh, just driving down the street and uh, he was listening to uh, Nitro wanted to listen to uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot and the, the other guy kept changing it to like country and he like yeah he, he said he had a total roid rage moment they pulled over they pulled over the jeep and literally like started like fighting and like uh, Nitro, like like bit him, like bit his cheek, and like have left like a full mark there, and like gave him a. Oh no, it was the other way around. Uh, uh, the uh, Nitro, he gave a Laser like a, a a black eye, but then Laser bit Nitro uh, on and the cheek. He like took a bite. <laughs> out of his cheek and then after that they like went to denny's or something like that and like they saw their reflection they're like oh we can't do it like no we can't like we're gladiators (laughs) yeah it's you know it's a crazy story but it's actually kind of cool to hear it really 
the documentaries actually couldn't be more different because there was so much involved in you do have in this unofficial one to making a show, but it also is a lot more from the, like the gladiators perspective on things. So, um, if you seen one, didn't see the other, I'd actually recommend seeing them both. Cause, uh, they were both pretty cool. So yeah, that's, uh, that's the Netflix version, the, the, uh, muscles and mayhem and, unauthorized story of the American gladiators. It's a, yeah, five episode thing. So after we talked about, uh, the American gladiators documentary, the 30 for 31 last time I noticed, uh, that, uh, the show was on, uh, it doesn't look like it was, it's there anymore, but it was on the freebie part of, uh, Amazon prime. I don't know if it's there anymore. At least it's not showing on uh, IMDb. But uh, I had a few of the early episodes on. <laughs> it's kind of fun to go back. But it was also filled commercials, and that wasn't fun. So uh, I didn't stay with that very long. <laughs> All right. I, I do want to watch one of those. I'll check them out eventually. Yeah. You want me to roll right another up. one or you? Yeah, keep going. Man. I got that one. I only got that one. Okay. Uh, going to talk a little Lincoln Lawyer season two. Uh, if you listen to our end of year show last year, you'll know uh, it was one of my favorite shows of last year. It made my top 10 list very high on the list. I can't remember how high it was. It was like one, two, three. It was definitely top three. Um, I could uh, dig up my list here. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, end of year uh, show. But uh, either way, um, I'm glad the show's back. Uh, interestingly, I'm also wondering if this is a uh, strike-related decision, but they decided to uh, release only half the second season right now. Um, so the five episodes are up of this second season and then, uh, they're going to release the other five in August. So, uh, they did that with, uh, stranger things though, too. So, but that was a little different because, uh, they just waited on the, like a final couple episodes that were basically movie length, uh, for that. So, uh, it felt like here, they were just like kind of stretching out content. Uh, it seems like uh, it's doing rather well as far as uh, just like when the first season was released. This one, uh, since it's been released uh, about a week, maybe two ago, uh, I noticed it uh, stays on their uh, trending list. As of right now, I'm seeing it's the third ranked show. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm loving this show. Uh, I loved the movie. And, uh, the show, like parts of it, like it, it's funny, just like any kind of, uh, certain type of show. Like it definitely has that kind of like, I don't know, like, um, uh, there are certain things and, and don't get me wrong. Like I get it. He's, he's a, he's a lawyer. He's kind of like a high powered person, but it's like, of course, like, like the lawyer, like he's going to find like this, uh, 
this perfect woman who's single and has this restaurant. Like, of course, like he just happens, like he, he has a argument with his uh, ex-wife, but the next thing you know, he's uh, connected with this, uh, this perfect lady. And it's a little bit of like, <laughs> of course he did. It's a little convenient, you know, that kind of showy type stuff. But, uh, overall it's, uh, it's it's really good. I I I love the show, and um, I was texting you this. Um, you said you'd watch the movie. I remember you saying you really liked it, but then you were saying that um, you didn't remember a lot about it, or you wanted to watch it again, or something, right? I watched it that one time, was the end of last year. I don't, yeah, I don't remember anything of from. Okay. Well, small spoiler for the movie. Um, well, actually, it's kind of big spoiler for the movie. So Lincoln Lawyer has been out forever, though. Uh, in that movie, the Lincoln Lawyer, Matthew McConaughey, his, um, his private private investigator that had figured out stuff for him uh, was played by William H. Macy. And in the movie, he gets got. Like, he gets killed off in the movie. And the fact that happened this in this version of Lincoln Lawyer, the private investigator here, I'm, I'm like actually really worried about his character because in this, um, you know, he used to be a biker and he comes from that, uh, you know, like bike biker gang lifestyle, but he's kind of turned his life around and now he's like engaged to, um, Kind of not necessarily the secretary, but the, like the 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 woman who gets everything in order. Kind of like a secretary, but she's not a secretary for the Lincoln lawyer, um, who just actually happens to be one of the Lincoln lawyer's ex-wives. But now the private investigator is like engaged to her, but um, his like old life is like kind of coming back to haunt him. And the biker gang is like, you don't just walk away from us. And like, you don't walk away from this life and you owe us and stuff like that. So I'm definitely worried about him considering what happened to the character in uh, the movie. So um, it feels like the, the way the show is doing so well that uh, they want to at least, you would think at least do a third season. So uh Hopefully this character can make it and they don't have to do what they did in the movie, but uh, I'm definitely worried about him. <laughs> it's a club, not a gang. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, did you see that uh, episode is the old one of jokers where um, Joe had to um, interview a club and that was actually one of the problems. They had him keep calling them. Like, what do you do when your uh, when your gang gets together? And they kept saying, "It's not a gang, bro. Quit calling it a gang." Yeah, you um, you don't want to get beat up. I mean, yeah. Well, that was it. Was it was <laughs> whatever. That was it. Was Joe's? It was a punishment for an episode. And <laughs> he asked them, like, "Can you all make the sound?" That your motorcycle makes. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your favorite Katy Perry song? <laughs> Mine's Alien. <laughs> he says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he keeps call he keeps calling it a gang. And they keep going off. Not a gang. 
get beat up. Yep. Oh, he kind of does. They whatever. <laughs> they finish him off with a uh, wedgie. <laughs> but anyways yeah um lincoln lawyer back for season two definitely bound for my end of years list love this show really good so uh <laughs> funny i um uh, kind of sped through the first four episodes and then i saw there was only one left and yeah, the rest of the episodes are coming in August, but I was like, ah, oh, I should probably just finish it off. I do want to finish it off, but I was like, ah, oh, I want to savor it. <laughs> hmm. This is on Max? No, this is a Netflix show, which I don't know if I told the story on the show. I know that probably last time I, I said that... Um, I was off. I was off Netflix, and I had for ten years. You know, shout out to Breezy and Chris. I had been on their account, no problem. And of course, the new thing comes, and uh, no longer allowed on that. So uh, I held out as long as I could. But uh, Mom's, she wanted access to uh, Netflix, so uh, they got us. They got us, bastards. They got you in the end. <laughs> Bastards. I tried to hold out, too. Uh, they got us. That's what happens. Freaking everyone. expensive, too. I don't know what you're paying, but I think it's like fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, I think so. Jesus. I remember Madness. when in the beginning, when I was still doing the discs, it was way cheaper. Yeah, and I feel like not long ago, it was like seven ninety nine. Well, uh... Blame uh, Will Smith for that one movie he made. Um, I blame him. <laughs> what was that movie called? I like. We, we ended up liking it. I think so. Because I think at that point, wasn't it like the most expensive movie they ever made? It was. Yeah. That was years ago. Who knows? They probably put a billion yeah. dollars in Stranger Things. But yeah, and now they're doing friggin' Extraction, and I. Text you on the phone. We'll, like I said, we'll talk about that on the, the next pod, the movie pod. But um, they have a scene in that that is mind blowing. Like in a year that has uh, Mission Impossible, and that was incredible, and John Wick, and that's incredible. Extraction Two has the action scene of the year, maybe the last. Who knows how long? It's freaking awesome. Well, the first one made our list, both of our lists. Yeah. Because that yeah. first movie was hella good. Yeah. And I haven't I watched the second the one story, yet. I don't know if the story is as good in the second one, but damn, there is an action scene that is top notch. It's far and away the best action scene of the year. Now, I don't I know saw, how anybody's going to top it. All I saw was the beginning to... See how it survived. But if you guys remember in our initial review, we did say because we could we didn't know if he died. We just he just kind of yeah. fell off the bridge, and we figured he could still be alive, and there could be a part two. And yeah, so I, I, give us the credit. I think they heard us and made a second yeah. one. Yep, yep. And yeah, like even though like uh, story's okay, but yeah, top notch action scene. Like on top of being top notch. They make it look like one of those uh, no cut type scenes, so it looks like it just keeps moving and moving and moving and like 
set to set to set, like it looks like nonstop, like hella impressive. <laughs> All right. What else you got? All right. Next up on the list. Oh, back to the notes. Um, I'll save Mando season three gallery for Star Wars moment. Um, good, the bad, and the hungry. Uh, I was going to put this in movies, but I know you like to put uh, the doc movies in TV. So I, I bumped it over and um, figured uh, might as well drop this as the first uh, pod we've done since uh, 4th of July. And it was interesting, the saga that happened there. Um, I just never miss the uh, Nathan's hot dog contest 4th of July tradition for years and years. It's actually crazy to watch this documentary and see how I've pretty much been there since it's been a thing on TV. The early 2000s is when they started with TV and I've pretty much been with it since then. It's a tradition for me. So uh, it was interesting to see this year how it was going down that uh, the ladies got theirs in, but then um, they had uh, thunder and lightning in the area and they canceled the rest of the contest. And then the 15 time champ, Joey Chestnut, he, uh, he came out and he said, he's going to rally the guys and no matter what they're going to do it. And it looked like it was going to be off the books, maybe even off the TV, but uh, turns out then, not so long after that, you get the notifications coming through. It's back on and like half hour, we're doing it. Hantak <laughs> test is on. So uh, he got to do it. And yeah, once again, wasn't even close. And he secured his 16th title, Joey Chestnut. So uh, in turn, uh, checked out this 30 for 30 documentary. It's streaming on um, ESPN Plus, which... Uh, I think my access is just about to run out here. Like, yeah, like another three days. I just got it for the the NBA draft here at the end of last month. But um, yeah, figured might as well watch this doc, especially uh, it worked out perfect watching it um, after the events of that day for 4th of July. And uh, this actually was, it's, it's not brand new new i just hadn't seen it i guess they filmed this in 2019 so um and it was interesting because they continued the hot dog contest i was like i can't believe weather was going to shut down this year when uh, even the virus didn't shut it down that year like they had they didn't have like a crowd they had it indoors and they had all the like plastic separators uh between the stations but they still did it so, um, but yeah, I uh, was interested in this, this documentary because obviously it goes back to uh, the, the, the thing is the whole rivalry between um, Kobayashi and, and Joey Chestnut. And for years and years, Kobayashi, he was the one that couldn't be stopped. Uh, and interestingly, in this documentary, you kind of get to see, he finally gets to tell like his story. I do remember watch cause I do watch this every year. I remember he didn't do it. And I heard it was like, he didn't want to join uh, major league uh, eating uh, because he didn't want to be restricted, but because he didn't join them, he couldn't do like the Nathan's contest. So, but one year he like did show up in the crowd and he was like yelling up at the stage and he was yelling at chestnut 
And then like the crowd started chanting for him. So he got on stage, but then he got arrested for, for, for getting up on stage and they took him away and everything. But, uh, it was also interesting to see, like, they talked about just the idea of like, yeah, Kobayashi's like from Japan and it was like cool and everything, but like the contents actually needed like an American champion, like chestnut and, it was sad for Kobayashi because it was like he thought he, <laughs> you know, it's that sad misconception. You'd like to think this way, but Kobayashi was talking. He thought that like that, you know, people you would come to America and like people would accept you and things like that. But <laughs> you know. He was for a while, but, uh, you know, then, you know, Chestnut comes on and people are yelling his face, USA, USA, and, and awful stuff, you know, get out of here, kamikaze, and all kinds of other crazy, awful stuff. So, uh, and obviously he was a little <laughs> emotional about that too, but, uh, yeah, it was just a whole interesting thing, especially as much as I keep up with this stuff every year. <laughs> and this was all on ESPN? It is, yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw it. I, I didn't text you, so maybe you didn't if you didn't see anything on it. But uh, I saw from the, the women's one, there was a new contestant or maybe she just renamed herself, but, uh, glizzy Lizzie. Did you hear about her? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So people were loving that name this year. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, Pretty awesome to see. All right. What else? What else? All right. Let me do a little two for one quick hitter here on a couple of new streamers on Paramount Plus, the reality stuff I like. Um, two seasons of the challenge, the most recent two seasons that I hadn't seen when they aired on MTV, they added them, them to Paramount Plus. So, uh, those are really cool to see. I sent you a clip, uh, well, two clips uh, from uh, the the most recent last season of this challenge regular. Uh, one of them was when they were all strapped to this wheel and he had them do trivia and where Amber didn't know who C-3PO was and the rider dies. And it was actually crazy how many people didn't know like certain rider dies, like they didn't know Thelma and Louise, they didn't know Adam and Eve, they didn't know Bonnie and Clyde, they didn't know Affleck and Damon. <laughs> it's like that was crazy to see. But even more impressive than that was I sent you a clip of uh, Jordan. He like outsmarted this dude. This dude was like a foot taller than him. 30 pounds more bigger and stuff like this. But it was really cool to see he like outsmarted him. Like they were like attached to each other by like a bungee. And then they had to knock uh, over like three pillars on the side of uh, the arena. And Jordan, he doesn't even have one of his hands, but he like never uses that excuse. He's a challenge champion. He's won multiple times 
the challenge. And uh, yeah, he flat out like outsmarted this dude. Like he saw the dude was posed to like go straight. So Jordan ran to the side and it threw the guy off balance. So that's how he got the one. That was super cool. And then when they were like down in the dirt, uh, right when the guy like let up a little, Jordan pulled up the guy's foot out of the sand, pulling out any traction he had and then pulled him towards this thing. And I was like, you see a lot of impressive stuff on these challenges, but that was like up there. Like that was really cool to see. But uh, cool, cool. Yeah, the other one uh, that's up on there now. Uh, can't wait. You know, they're making me wait for uh, Big Brother here, and I've been watching um, that. Uh, Rob has a podcast. They have the YouTube feed, and they've been doing uh, uh, little like uh, drafts, like uh, favorite winners. They draft teams like four people, uh, favorite non-winners, uh, competitions draft. They've been doing stuff like that. So uh, a little content to keep up with Big Brother Wise. But uh, I was craving some kind of show. And on Paramount Plus, I noticed they did add a season. And uh, the Australian version of Celebrity called uh, Big Brother Australia VIP. Uh, and interestingly, on that show, there was a bunch of like Australian personalities that i wasn't obviously familiar with but uh uh caitlin jenner uh she was the big name on there she was on there and uh amorosa who also did the uh u.s celebrity big brother she was on there and then uh thomas markle brother of megan markle who i guess I don't really keep up with that whole royal stuff, but I guess uh, in the lead up to her uh, wedding, he had put out some uh, letter, like kind of like condemning her, and like she had like like rejected her father, like her father wasn't at their wedding, and like that his the brother and their part of the family has been like cut off from her and he like said all this stuff about her. So I guess that's how he got his notoriety. So he was on the show. Um, and I found compared to the U S version, a celebrity big brother, they did really lean into the gossip here. Like they really like actually wanted them to like tell their stories. And, um, Omarosa was talking about, um, when she was in the Trump White House, how hard it was, not surprisingly, to get him to, like, focus on stuff. And, like, they needed to, like, actually get, like, matters done. And they had to, like, incentivize him. Like, hey, Kanye is coming later. Or some celebrity is coming later. So get this done and then we can do that. <laughs> like, it was like... <laughs> Not surprising, but it was like still crazy to hear. And then interestingly, um, I guess, and I'm not sure, I'm not 100% sure when in the last year or two this was filmed, but uh, I guess Caitlyn Jenner was running for some kind of uh, California uh, political position. I don't know if it was governor or what she was trying to run for but uh 
interestingly, as probably the most famous transgender person, it was actually kind of hard to believe for me, but she was like immediately like created like uh she wanted to target Omarosa right away and was talking about how she had hired a bunch of like people that used to work for Trump. And I was like, that's kind of crazy. and doesn't seem to line up politically like with like transgender values, but I don't know. I guess, uh, Caitlyn Jenner was also talking about like, uh, getting into it with Ellen, like Ellen, like had him on and like somehow like tricked tricked him into saying that uh he was her her she was uh against like gay marriage or something like that so i don't know i really don't keep up with uh caitlin jenner but uh she was really beloved on the show and a lot of the australian uh personalities really uh got along with her and um yeah spoiler alert for that season um she did uh strike first and win she was able to get omarosa out of the house first so didn't last but uh yeah i mean obviously i only i'm familiar with omarosa i know her past with uh the former president and i know whatever she did to show the apprentice and things like that and she joked on this show that she's done like a hundred reality TV shows. So, um, you know, I know she's known for that, but I, I really have only seen her now on, uh, the U S version celebrity, big brother. And now, uh, this Australian version. And one thing she did admit too, was that, uh, the former president after her appearance on the U S version of celebrity, big brother, he sued her for stuff. She said on that. So, uh, wouldn't be. I mean, he's got his own legal problems now, but I wouldn't be surprised if he'd be back at it again because um, she was saying all kinds of stuff too about uh, uh, him choosing to like bomb places and and whatnot. So uh, I'm sure it got his attention. <laughs> uh, you know, so. Even being uh, the Australian version of the show, which didn't air live here, and then obviously just have ended up on uh, Paramount Plus. But uh, yeah, anyways, Big Brother Point. <laughs> I was excited. Uh, a, a guy that uh, played the previous season of Australian Big Brother, which is also on Paramount Plus, uh, he was really highly entertaining. Uh, this guy, Danny Hayes, he called himself the general in the house. When Omarosa was voted out, uh, they did a twist where he would then come in. So before Omarosa left, um, she like gave him intel. She like met with him in a, like a room where they could like see everybody on, on video. And she like told him everything. But uh, yeah, he's quite a personality too, calling himself the general and, walking around the house all cocky and stuff like that. So he was awesome his first time. So uh, it was cool to see him back for this uh, VIP. (laughs) (laughs) What was this on? Paramount. Paramount. Yeah. It's called. When's uh, the new season? Next month? Uh, 
Yeah, starts uh, start of August. Um, oh yeah, they just announced too uh, for that. Um, I had heard the rumors about it happening, but they're doing on uh, July twenty sixth, a week before the show starts. They're doing uh, Big Brother twenty fifth anniversary celebration, an entertainment tonight special. And the little picture uh, here they have on Instagram, mm-hmm. they show uh, Janelle, Cody, Derek, Kaser, Aza, Big D, uh, Tiffany Mitchell, Hannah Chata, Xavier, Jeff and Jordan, uh, Taylor, Brendan and Rachel, uh, somebody who I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I don't know if it's Daniel Reyes or not. Um, and then Frankie Grande. Uh, uh, those people at least are going to be on it. So uh, that's interesting. So that is July 26th, so a week from this Wednesday. And then the week after that, so August 2nd, is uh, move-in night. And uh, the premiere will be that night. It'll be exciting. And as soon as the premiere ends here on the West Coast, so around probably somewhere between nine and nine thirty, the live feed starts. So, uh, first night's always interesting. It's actually <laughs> usually actually kind of chaotic cause it's 16 people and there's a rumor it's going to be 18 people this year. And you got a lot of over crosstalk. So the early days of the live feeds, it's sometimes it's almost hard to watch. Like it's exciting, but it's also like, you can't hear. Because everybody's just talk, 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 talk. <laughs> so, but I'm hyped. I'm excited. <laughs> <sighs> All right. <laughs> I just want, I just want your uh, your thoughts on this year's cast. So I'm not gonna, you know, force you know, too much. Maybe, but, uh, maybe someone will catch my. Eye. Yeah, like uh, I, I, I will be a part of the um, the live feeds that we do over on uh, Spotify. For yeah. podcasters, because we did those, we got we got to do some fun. more. Those are fun. Uh, I'll be I'll be on those. As far as I don't know, maybe that'll get me to watch the show, but I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see. I just want your thoughts on the the, the cast. Like, if any, what you think, anybody is uh, interesting. So, I'm also very curious. This is the 25th anniversary. I'm very curious to see if are in some way they're not going to do. This isn't going to be an all star season. They're not going to have all returners. But will they have some? Because they've done that in the past where they bring back like four and then they do like teams. So I could totally see them doing that. And if they do, it'll definitely be interesting to see who and if it's any of these people we see here. I could see Tiffany coming back. I could see Frankie coming back, but everybody knows he's related to Ariana Grande now. So might be hard for him to last in the house. Um Looking at this, Taylor just won. She wouldn't come back. Xavier just won. He wouldn't come back. Uh, Janelle's done it four times. I doubt she'd come back. Kaser just came back for All-Star. I don't think he'd do it. I don't know about Aza or Big D, but uh, they struggled in their season, even though they were part of the the mighty cookout. Anyways, yeah, super excited. Can't wait. Two weeks away. All right. What else? What else was on my list? Um, 
Do work tomorrow? I do not. Um, oh, okay. Turns out uh, that'll be it for my TV, except for uh, the one that I want to mention in Star Wars moment, and that's uh, Mandalorian mm-hmm. Season 3 Gallery. All right. This is one uh, I started on Discovery Plus, but then they got rid of it and merged it all over to Max. Um, this is a little documentary series. I think it was three episodes. And this is Jared from Subway catching a monster. Showcases the untold story of the investigation that exposed the monster in, in insidiously lurking behind Fogo's persona and how... His true nature as a child sex predator has finally revealed. Um, you guys all remember Jared from Subway. He's a big fat guy and then started eating the sandwiches and slimmed down. It seemed to be like a, he was America's sweetheart. He was all over the place, uh, all over TV, telling his story and this and that. And he was this big, huge role model. But there came a woman. I think she was a reporter. A Rochelle Herman. She uh, was kind of interviewing and then started kind of like hanging out with him. And then he started saying some weird, weird things that he shouldn't be saying about middle school kids. And she wasn't sure if he really meant it or if he was just joking. I mean, that's not even a joke, something to joke around with. Uh, So she was kind of like she wanted to basically expose this guy. But so she was still kind of she was real uncomfortable around him. She didn't want him around his, her kids. And then she was like, well, I got to tell somebody. So but she need you needed she needed evidence to to see if someone will believe her. So she eventually ended up recording him saying stuff so like uh, phone conversations. She tried to get a, the when she was she met him one time. To uh, say some stuff, but I guess he did say some things, but the, her little tape recorder was in her bag and was all muffled and you really couldn't say or hear or make it wasn't clear. So she I guess she started recording her phone calls with him and she started saying things like, yeah, well, what do you I want you to just really trust me and I, you can tell me anything uh, before you had mentioned something about uh, middle school kids and how this turns you on or whatever the hell she was saying. All of this is all phone recordings and it's really them talking. And then he started saying some ill shit and then she was like, she had it all recorded. She took it to the FBI and then the FBI was like, uh, alright, this guy's a weirdo and he's Definitely, we don't know if he's doing any of this, but they go, but you actually kind of broke the law. I, I, I don't know the law, everyone. This is what they were saying in the documentary. This is what the FBI told her, that you could get in trouble for recording this guy without letting him know you were recording him. Uh, but I'm like, in some of these investigating things, they do get recordings of people and uh, especially when they're tapping their phone call. I mean, how does that not work in court? I don't know. Cause they were saying something about this. Won't they'll end up throwing it out in court. So I guess I'm only like a couple episodes in. I think, the, I think I'm two episodes in. I got one more to see, but we already know the outcome that he is in jail, but I didn't know the story on 
what he was doing and what all this stuff. I mean, it, it's it's weird. I mean, especially listen to the phone calls on on the shit that he was saying. And this guy was fucking everywhere. He had the Jared Foundation. He was showing up, making all these appearances, and he was in TV, and I think he was in some movies, and just around all these kids. And then this this monster had all these uh, things he was saying and everything. I assume they went into his house and got on his computer and saw uh, other shit there. But I was like, wow, it, it was it was nuts on what happened. Because I remember this, like, just kind of remember seeing I mean, you, you could not escape this guy's image anywhere before all the little craziness that, that he brought on himself. Because uh, those commercials, they were all over the place. And it, it made Subway probably millions of dollars what he was doing. He made millions of dollars, too. He probably don't have any more of it. Probably, probably had to pay all his lawyers and everything. But I, it was just like, wow. So I, I didn't know the story on how they busted him. So that's what this this documentary is about. So, but yeah, man, the shit he was saying to uh, to this lady, uh, she had met him one other time, and he was like all touchy feely trying to get on her, and she was like, no, 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 and talking to them about, yeah, we need to get uh, uh, some kids in on this and shit like that, and I was like, oh my god, it is just, I don't know, man, this this guy, he's in. Uh, Federal prison right now. I guess it said his penalty was 15 years and eight months imprisonment, uh, lifetime supervised released, and all this. So he, I believe, he is in. He's incarcerated in a federal correctional institution in Inglewood near Littleton, Colorado. So he's even if he does get out, uh, whenever how. Let me say, uh, I guess it said his earliest possible release date will be uh, March 24th of 2029. So that's only a few years away. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I mean, I, I don't know. I know I've, I've seen documentaries and everything on, on prison life on how the, uh, the prisoners get uh, child uh, abusers and sex offenders. They... They get him in there. But I don't know. Maybe he's locked up by himself and no one can get to him. But, hey, man, look what happened to um, uh, Dahmer. Uh, let some guys in there with him and they ended up getting killed. And did he deserve it? Fuck yeah, he did. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what they're doing in there to this guy. Who knows? Again, he could be by himself or maybe he's somebody's bitch or I don't know. But this guy is a true monster and I don't think they should ever let him. Uh, out of jail, but the, you know the law. Uh, he eventually has to get out at some point. But he's got to still be registered as a sex offender for the rest of his life. He's got to go through all the counseling and everything. And obviously, they are going to keep an eye on him. But I, he can't go anywhere. Even if they okay, well, you can. Here's your house. You could stay there. <clears throat> this guy's life is is fucked. He fucked himself. Because he's not going to be able to do anything. If he goes into a store or a movie theater, anything, people are going to be on him. So, but yeah, man, this this documentary, man, if you if you can sit, if you can stomach this type of stuff and and watch it, uh, go for it. But uh, I was just interested because I didn't know the story behind 
uh, how he got caught in, in all this. So, because like I said, man, this guy was everywhere. All commercial after commercial. And he was the spokesman. He was on all the talk shows, the radio shows, and everything. Showing up to premieres and all this. And like I said, he had his foundation. And he was going to schools and doing speeches. And, and just all this stuff around all these kids. And I was like, man. Couldn't believe how much he was doing. Uh, sorry, everyone. More technical issues, but... Uh, yeah, Jared from Subway again. If you guys want to watch it, check it out. I don't know exactly where the sound cut out on us, but it just kind of dropped the call. But yeah, Jared from Subway catching a monster. If you want to watch it, it's on Max. If not, don't. Unless you just want to read. Wikipedia's got the whole thing on there if you just want to read it. But if you don't want to hear his eeriness, don't. Uh, I advise you not to watch it. But with that, everyone, that is it. For television, um, sports, I don't got nothing. I think we covered it with uh, wrestling when we did uh, ESP ringside. If you guys listen to that, that was fun. We're definitely going to do that again. Ricochet Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got <laughs> on the Summer League? Yeah, Summer League, NBA. Um, got to go some year. Can't wait, especially now that they're doing this uh nba con thing and now i it was kind of what i envisioned a convention based around uh nba stuff and it was cool uh, they had a lot of panels uh with people i don't know how many of the like uh legends actually did uh like photo ops like i'm sure kareem he probably only did uh like a panel uh i I could be wrong. Maybe he did signings also and meet and greets. That would be cool. But uh, he had a few uh, modern players too, a few uh, freshly retired players. Carmelo Anthony was there. I know he did one of the panels interviewing uh, new rookie uh, Scoot Henderson. So got to see some clips on that and all the NBA circles and basketball circles that I follow. Uh, but the league itself, uh, we had uh, uh, one of the biggest arrivals. Some people are calling it the biggest uh, prospect ever. And this guy could be an instant legend. I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited for his arrival. But it's funny. You instantly heap that kind of praise on a guy. And instantly you people you have people who want to see him fail. And that's uh, this uh I think he's 7-4 out of uh, France. Victor Webbenyama uh, going to the San Antonio Spurs. Um, interestingly, he had an incident. Uh, people, you, you know, especially follow basketball in the sports world, uh, you've been aware of this guy for a while. You knew he was coming. You knew he was going to be the number one pick. You knew the hype. You heard all that. But um, beyond that, uh, his name went out to an even further audience when he had a run-in with uh, Britney Spears here in Las Vegas where they do the the, the summer league where uh, she tried to run up uh, from behind him to uh, you know, tap him, get a photo op, something like that. And one of uh, Webman Yama's security guards elbowed her in the face. What do you think of that video? 
<sighs> she should have, I mean, I don't know as far as the security guard hitting her in the face. Did he mean to do it? I don't know. Maybe he just saw somebody touching him and he just swung his arm yeah. back and connected. He didn't know it was Britney Spears. He didn't realize it was her <laughs> until after he turned around. But as far as Britney, they, I, she said that uh, they didn't apologize like right that second. She said like maybe 30 minutes later when they were sitting in the restaurant, um, they came over and, and said sorry. But then mm-hmm. she went on saying that, oh, I would... Yeah, they said sorry, but I want a public apology. Oh wow! I'm like, <laughs> I think bitch. he did too. I think he did too, um, from what I saw. But what was also funny was he actually struggled quite mightily in his first summer league game. The whole place was packed, um, top to bottom. It was the ticket to have. You want to see this guy? You want to see his debut? Um, the thing that's special about him. There's been plenty of guys his height before, but it's the skill set that comes along with it. This is a seven foot four guy that can um, dribble, bring the ball up the court. He shoots threes, uh, which could make him quite unstoppable. The only thing is, he is a little thin. Uh, he might be able to get uh, bumped around a lot. Uh, I, I was saying to a, a friend of mine that also likes basketball, I was texting him like. Man, I can't wait till he goes up against Embiid and Jokic, some of these top big guys in the league. As Shaq likes to say, barbecue chicken. <laughs> They're going to roast him. Uh, they're especially going to body him with the with the weight. Uh, so uh, probably strength conditioning is something he'll definitely need to work on. He was saying, like, oh, I don't need to bulk up. I just need to be stronger. And eh, maybe that's true, but... Uh, We'll see. Obviously, his height, I noticed in that first uh, game, it does leave the ball more open. It's, it's susceptible. And he was turning it over left and right. People were just getting physical with him and getting right into him. And he was losing the ball left and right. So I think you'll see that more. It's funny to hear him say, like, oh, yeah, because he played in the French League last year. Oh, the uh, it's uh, NBA, not as physical, but. Yeah, just wait and wait till the regular season. You'll see, you'll see. Especially you face, uh, like I said, not that anybody can stop Embiid or Jokic, but uh, especially Embiid, I think is gonna. He's the kind of guy that I think he'll be motivated. Jokic, not as much. Jokic gives it to anybody, anytime, anywhere, and doesn't seem to <laughs> care too much, but. Um, yeah, it'll definitely be curious um, to see. He did have a better second game, and they shut him down, which also makes me think uh, in the future, hopefully won't be too far in the future, but uh, I really do want to go to Summer League one of these years. Got to remember, uh, you want to be there the first weekend. That's when you're guaranteed to see all these new top draft picks and the best players because uh, – by the time you get past that opening weekend, uh, most of the second-year guys, your proven guys, your uh, early draft picks, top draft picks, Webb and Yamas and Scoot Hendersons and Amir and Amin Thompson, uh, they're all shut down. And it's just uh, guys trying to make uh, any kind of roster. 
who are uh, fighting for a spot on a team or even just a spot in the G League, maybe not even the G League for something in the French League or some league. Uh, they're just fighting for uh, a basketball career at that point. Not to say that couldn't be good basketball, but uh, I love basketball, obviously, in general, so I wouldn't mind watching that. But you definitely want to see the, the, the up-and-comers, the risers. You've got to be there that opening weekend. And now that they've got the NBA con, also that opening weekend, it just incentivizes it even more. So hopefully uh, – it won't be too long till I can make it out there. I'd, I'd, I'd love to uh, check it out. You know, it's uh, it's interesting. It's really become like an NBA uh, diehards like event. Like I saw this uh, video. I think the No Dunks guys, or it might have been uh, Ball Don't Lie, the Yahoo basketball coverage. They put out a little video clip where they had all these like random jerseys that people wore, and it was cool to see. Uh, People brought out the Warriors. Uh, Andres Biedris, uh jersey was one I saw. Danielle Marshall from the 90s Warriors jersey. So uh, people really showing their uh, true dedication to the Warriors and Dub Nation. And I like to see that. <laughs> so, but yeah, some year. Gotta, gotta make it. Make it to Vegas. Yep, I don't know. Age, uh, just garbage. <laughs> I don't know. I can tell you. It's so sad. The whole situation. It's just so sad. I don't I, care at this point. <laughs> just, it's so sad. It's just. It's over. It's over. <laughs> I, I I read things. I see things on TV. It's just the saddest thing in sports right now. It's just like this fan base, like. Oh man, it just it hurts. <laughs> it's, sad. it's already a done deal, man. So it's like it's nothing. Even if someone came out tomorrow, hey, I'll build a stadium for them. I, I don't yeah. know, but it's who knows? Maybe so maybe it could change. The people that care the most, the people that are there trying to stop it and protest and sell the team and stuff, like oh, it's just it's just so sad to see, like. People just say they did sell the team. I mean, that still doesn't necessarily it's gonna they're gonna stay in Oakland. I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that person would, but I don't know who's to say. It is crazy how Vegas, like, not that long ago, people talked about you can't you couldn't have a professional sports team in Vegas because of the gambling and that course sort of thing that was like not going to happen and now you've got the Raiders there now you got an NHL team the Golden Knights there um, I guess the A's are headed there and then now on top of that um, NBA expansion is is overdue and we need to get the Seattle Sonics Supersonics back in Seattle that's a given that's number one that has to happen. The Sonics need to return to Seattle. Um, but two, I guess the other team they're talking about is Vegas getting an NBA team. So uh, that could be interesting too as far as uh, I wouldn't think either of those teams, Seattle or Vegas, would be 
throw-in into the Eastern Conference. So I think another team would, and I think the one that makes the most sense is the Memphis Grizzlies. You could take them. Uh, they're, Memphis is pretty far east for them to be a Western Conference team. So uh, I could see them sending the Grizzlies to the Eastern Conference and then bringing the Sonics and the uh, Vegas team into the West. All right, let's talk about this stadium. This is just concept shit. This isn't necessarily, uh, I mean, this is the design they're going to make. But I figured if it like like Raiders, it's enclosed. The This one they're built, it's open. You know how fucking hot it is in Vegas? Oh, yeah. You want to... Go down there for a baseball game? I'd be like, fuck you. What is it? Okay, it's it's 98 degrees. It's 98 degrees right now in Vegas. And that's <laughs> hot. Even if the sun isn't on you. Hell no, I wouldn't want to be out Madness. there. Because, all right, I mean, even if you're under the little, looks like it looks like glass. So the sun will still obviously be beating down on you. And, and the heat. I mean, uh, I'm like, hell, I've been in Vegas before when it was over 100 at midnight. And then you want all these people to, to fans to fill this stadium in that summer heat? It's hot enough in Oakland <laughs> in the summertime during the day. Mm-hmm. It, it ain't close to no 100 degrees, but, oh, man. I mean, to each his own. If, if you are going to be a, a Las Vegas A's fan, hey, more power to you, but. Uh, hell no, man. I don't know, man. Again, this could just be uh, uh, their first design because I'm I'm sure. I mean, as players too, they gotta they go be in, enclosed. They gotta go dome to. Keep I don't want to cool be in that heat. Yeah, I mean, look at Phoenix, uh, the Diamondbacks. That's enclosed, and right. they say it's right. still hot in there with the with the AC pumping. Mm. So, oh man, I, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine that. I'm sure uh, they could my co- do better. My cousin's now. a diehard Diamondbacks fan. He goes all the time. Oh shit, man! Look, okay, like during the day, it's a hundred. Was 115 today in Phoenix? Ugh, hell no! That's why that place is uh, enclosed. But I don't know, man. It's 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 crazy. I. I'm not going to be a part of this nonsense. Like, if you guys, if you're new to the show, I didn't follow the Raiders. We had many multiple uh, pods go over to our, our Spotify feed and listen to. It. You had to go back a few years. I wasn't going to be a part of that nonsense. And this A is leaving me going to Vegas. I'm not going to be a part of that nonsense either. It's just hopefully so the shark. Hopefully the so sharks sad. don't leave me. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, uh, on that, but I'm just like hell no. I mean, this stadium looks nice, this concept drawing that they did. But again, summertime in Vegas, but during the day, hell no. I know yeah. some people that live down there say, "Nah, man, you get used to it." No, shit, <laughs> no, thank you. That's why I don't go to Vegas in the summer. I'll right. go down there in the winter whenever I can. And shout out to my girl Michelle; she loves the heat, and she's always down there. Uh, I do love the summertime. heat too, and I'm not in one that, of the dude. coolest places in the nation. Hell no, man! <laughs> that's that's hot, dude. It's not even like 
you can't even do anything. And as far as those, them having all these music festivals down there in the summertime, hell no. <laughs> um, I, I couldn't do it, man. Uh, what's his name? That one dude, that Jason Aldean guy. I was just reading something. Uh, he was doing some show somewhere back east in the heat. And he had to stop because he couldn't take it. He was just like, oh, my God, man, it's too hot, man. He ran off the stage mid-song. He had to cut wow. his set short. Yeah. Hell no, man. I don't. Uh, that's why I'm like, man, all these festivals that they have in Vegas, man, they cool. They have a bunch of cool bands. I would love to go. But in the summertime, hell no. Shit, I almost went down in Sacramento at a Aftershock last year. And that was in the 90s. Dude, I was hot. I mean, I was like, no, thank you. When the sun went down, it was warm, but it, it was at least bearable. But during the day, and shout out to all those young kids that were out there from first band to the last band. I showed up around four, and it was hot, and I almost went down. Had to spend my time in the, the first aid tent to cool down. But, oh, man, I'm going again uh, this year. I'm only going that first day to see uh, Pantera. And uh, some other bads, but oh man, it's I don't know, man. I'm I'm not the one. Everyone, I mean, even if I was young and fit and in shape, hell no, I still wouldn't want to be out in this heat. And as far as the, the, this open stadium in in Vegas, like I said, it looks cool. You got a cool little uh, uh, scenery of uh, the MGM Grand and the New York, New York, and all the rest of the some of the other uh, casinos, but. No, thank you, man. You guys can have it. If you're going to continue to be an A's fan, uh, none of this. Oh, you once an A's fan, I was an A's fan. Fuck you. Same thing with the Raiders. Raider Nation, don't matter what. Fuck you. I don't care. Well, the <laughs> Raiders thing, you got to remember, like I always say, like when I was coming up and I'm picking a team, they were the L.A. Raiders. So I wasn't a part of that nonsense. You got, uh, you know. Like they had, they're a lot more. They their fan base has been spread out, and and the thing is, when they were moving to Vegas, there were some people that you know had something to say or and were against it, but nothing like what you're seeing from the A's fans now. Like it's practically everybody in there, like <laughs> for the most part, wears a uh, you know sell the team some kind of protest and that's what i'm saying it's just so sad like the people that care the most like they're getting screwed over the most you know like it's so sad oakland ain't in front of a's or raiders i can't be a part of that nonsense but i love baseball i love football all you those of you that are old you already know the teams that i'm rooting for uh, if you're new to the show, welcome. This is how I am. I bitch about everything. I'm the old <laughs> man of the show. Uh, I'm a Seattle Seahawks fan now. People go, why don't you be just be a Mariners fan and keep it up there? Hell no. As I'm, I'm keeping the West Coast. I still got to keep it Cali. I know even some of my friends will tell me, are you going to be a Giants fan? Fuck no. And fuck you. One side of the bay only. They even want me to be a Santa Clara 49ers fan. I'm like, hell no. Never. Never be a Giants fan. But like I said, I got to keep it uh, California. I know there's a, there's the Angels, there's the Padres, but I got to go Dodgers because I hate the Giants. I hate the Giants. That's why I got to – I already got my Giants hat – or my, my Giants hat. I have a Giants hat somewhere. 
Um, I got my uh, Dodgers hat. It's green. <laughs> it's a, it's the green you get Dodgers your, uh, hat. Urban Aztec Giants hat. Oh, hell, if I got that, it's just gonna be hanging on the wall just because uh, my homie designed it. I, will I wear a Giants? Hell no. But there is pictures of me out there with a 49ers shirt on and a Giants hat. So, <laughs> but hell no. I I've been to the 49ers stadium, the Candlestick Park. I've been there for a game. Uh, I've been to the new stadium, but that was only for WrestleMania. Huh? I doubt I'd go there for a game. Who knows? Maybe if they played Seattle for some reason, someone gave me a ticket, I would go. But uh, I've been to the Candlestick Park for a Giants game, and I've been to the new whatever it is now. What is it called now? Uh, changes all the time. Geez. Yeah, it changes all the time. It was Monster <laughs> for a while. Yeah. Yeah, but I've been there. I've been there for Giants games. So I mean, I like baseball. So I'm I'm gonna guy. That's my bucket list. I've been to a handful of uh, baseball stadiums throughout our our great nation here, but I still got a bunch more. Hopefully, I can go down to the Rangers uh, in September when they play the A's. Uh, I want to go down there at least get that uh, stadium. It's the, I guess it's the new stadium. It ain't the old uh, Rangers stadium, but. I've been to Yankee Stadium. I've been to Fenway. I've been to Wrigley Field and whatever the White Sox feels called. I've been to that one. Uh, I've been into the Padres Stadium, but I've never seen a game there. I eventually want to get down there for that as well. But even Seattle or Mariners, I want to go up there and watch a game. But I don't know. But as far as sports, I don't have anything, everyone. I mean, wrestling now, but we did that. Uh, last episode, or no, we did the uh, the little um, commentary when we gave you uh, for uh, Money in the Bank when we did that one. Uh, shout out to everyone who listened to that. And I did get some feedback. People were saying doing more of that. Um, cool. Uh, it was only just because we were home <laughs> and it was during the day or kind of early in the morning. But anything else? Um, real quick, because I didn't want to forget and it just came to me i don't know why um i know it's been out for a minute but i saw it for the first time in the theater have you watched the killers of the flower moon trailer what is that one the new uh three and a half hour martin scorsese movie it's not coming out till october 20th oh oh uh, yeah de niro and dicaprio but it's also a native story lots of yeah uh, actors in it have you seen the trailer of that yeah i have looks like um, it's gonna be pretty good but damn three and a half hours you didn't even sit through the last movie he did that was three, i know three some i know but this one the trailer looked hella good and there's no intermission so oh, out sip slowly <laughs> yeah yeah. I, I don't the know. Better. I know that. Hella good though. It's like um, I don't know. I think Leo is like married to a native woman, and then like trouble like comes to the tribe, and then I think he starts like killing people off. And uh, Jesse Plemons, uh, dude from uh, Breaking Bad, Todd in Breaking Bad, he like is like a police guy like comes to town like that's how like the trailer ends like he's like yeah people are dying that's why i'm here 
He was like, yeah, what about it? <laughs> the hell? I've seen this chick before. Was she in Res Dogs? Or am I thinking of something else? But, um, yeah, looked hella good from the, the, the trailer in theaters. Is it going to be in a theater? Because I see Apple, Apple yeah. Plus is yeah. behind this. Yeah, no, theaters first. And then eventually it'll be on Apple. There's another movie coming out too. I saw is funny, like back to back, The Killers of the Flower Moon, and then Napoleon with um, Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, that's an Apple thing, and they showed that uh, almost, I think, back to back in the theater. I saw, it and I was like, "Huh, you know, interesting." <laughs> No more technical issues, everyone. I don't know what's happening, so we're gonna have to rush. Yes. The rest. Um, Star Wars moment. Uh, the biggest thing that I know was the Ahsoka trailer. You guys saw that, and that looked amazing. So I'm, I'm ready. Go, go watch all the breakdowns for that because there's. They said there's like a billion Easter eggs in it. Well, but, uh, the big one that I sent you was uh, they added an R2 unit that's based off the original R2-D2 Star Wars figure. So that's fun. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see uh, where this is going. And obviously there's more Sith. When is this taking place? This is after it's Jedi. It's not Sith. It's not Sith. They're, uh, they're not Jedi, but they're not Sith. This is after Jedi, though, right? It is. And, uh, yeah, they say in the trailer they're not Jedi, but, yeah, they're not Sith either. But, yeah, they're not uh, They're not necessarily, yeah, you know, they're all about the, they're talking about the power. <laughs> they're like, I guess you could say, like, gray. And the Punisher, oh, rest in peace. He's in it, so... Yeah, he's one of them. I don't know if the his character makes it this season or or what, or maybe they'll have to recast. Move on without, yeah. Two episode premiere. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. We'll see, but I'm I'm excited, man, because it looks awesome. Um, it's still cool, man. It was good when we saw um, Rosario Dawson pop up in Mandalorian. That w- that was amazing. So, but we'll see uh, where this goes. And um, Sabine, she's in it. I'm more hyped for Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Hera. So, yeah, I was like, oh my god, she's in this. So I'm cool. And, and uh, if you've seen the Lego leak, you'll know that uh, Jason Sandula is in it too so that's fun for those that uh know rebels and uh what happened at the very end when we got to see the state of the team because obviously this is set after rebels so uh, i guess for them not to include jason sandula would uh i don't know they they'd have to like just mention like oh yeah he's with his (laughs) Ant or something. I don't know. 
But uh, yeah, the fact we got uh, the surprise Zeb appearance in the last season of Mandalorian, that was super cool. Um, I assume we'll get a little bit of a, a pretty close to full Rebels reunion here in Ahsoka. So that's exciting. Well, Captain Rex is going to be in this as well as uh, Anakin is oh. going to be flashback yes. or flashback or spirit. Yeah, I so. got this uh, thing actually. I've been meaning to send you, but uh, this pretty awesome, uh, funny uh, quote here uh, from Tamira Morrison, who obviously he's Django. He's uh, Boba in the series. He's obviously uh, all the clones. He was uh, Captain Rex and Commander Cody in the prequels. But uh, yeah, he he has some words for Lucasfilm. They're not going to put me on a shelf. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I saw this one guy. He he goes in... uh, Gets his pictures taken with all the celebrities at these cons and everything. And they, he had one with uh, Tamara. And it was, here's me with Boba Fett. Here's me with uh, Django Fett. Here's me with Captain Rex and <laughs> Commander <laughs> Cody. And, and it was the same picture uh, over yeah. and over. <laughs> but, uh, Anakin, of course, they got to make him, they got to young him up. Uh, okay. So we'll, we'll see. Because I didn't. They tried to young him up in uh, was it Obi Wan? Uh, Obi Wan, and it didn't look good. It, it looked bad. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they'll uh, do a little better job in this one. Um, but it's cool, and I'm glad that Hayden is back in the Star Wars universe because he did kind of take a break from everything, uh, and it was mainly because of, of the fans. That everyone was talking shit and saying he was. No good and everything. I didn't have an issue with him. Was he the greatest? No, but I I didn't I didn't have no problem with him. I didn't even have a problem with uh, what's her name in that dumbass uh, Last Jedi. Uh, what was her name? Malaysian woman. Um, Rose. Yeah, I didn't have an issue with her. Everyone was tearing her apart, but I don't know. I That's Rose. just how. That's just how it goes. I mean, you, you can't please everyone. I mean, people are probably complaining about me. I, I don't give a fuck, but <laughs> that's me. You know? <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. We'll see. But I I am super hyped and I am super excited uh, for this show, uh, mainly for uh, the Winstead game. I love her. They better be like hour episodes, not half hours. That's nothing. I hate when they do that. Yeah, we get in two episodes, but it's only half hour. So, but yeah. uh, amazing. All the characters we're getting, and Rosario, she's she's beautiful. Period. And it's just amazing on that we're getting this story, and a lot of these characters that were animated are now being live action characters. So on August twenty third, we will definitely let you know what we think Yay. of the new episode. Will it make our list? Of course, it will. It's of Star Wars. Course. Of course. <laughs> I mean, Andor didn't make my list uh, last last because I it was yeah it was what it was. That was hella good. <laughs> Did you even get to finish it? I didn't watch the last episode because I was like, yeah, all right, Andor. But 
I don't know. You didn't like one, the. You didn't like the heist. Eh, it was all right. I mean, uh, the heist was awesome. I wanted more. Maybe the next season will will be. I'll be more jazzed up in this. All right, really quick. I'm going on to the trailer. Uh, this character with the the double lightsaber that's spinning in a circle. It's probably has that been Sophie. Has that been in any of the animated stuff, or was it just yes? Like the first thing that was the toys. It's been in the animated stuff, and it's been in the uh, video game series uh, Jedi Fallen Order, before? and now Jedi Survivor. Was that before the toys? Because there was there was this one set that you can get and build your own lightsaber, and it had that the little circle right. thing, and it was it. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, I remember that. And that, was that before the animated I stuff? Because it seems I think I think the like toy came first, but um, okay. yeah, I don't know if you remember or familiar with Barris Offy from um, Star Wars: The Clone Wars animation, but. Uh, yeah, she used to be part of the Jedi Order. Actually, she's seen in Attack of the Clones um, at the Battle of Geonosis. Uh, Barisafi and Luminara Undali. Uh, her whole tale is she was with the Jedi, but she became, before even Anakin, she became disillusioned with their ways. And she kind of turned against the order so uh she kind of became in clone Wars. she kind of became a rival of ahsoka so this inquisitor character is masked here and everybody's guessing that it's probably barisafi it's cool that we get thrown but we know he doesn't make it because we don't hear him hear about him in any of the the, the rest of the the newer films so i uh, we are we know him from the comics. No, they can you can get away with that with not hearing about him. just because we didn't hear about him in Force Awakens and stuff doesn't mean he's not in the galaxy. Uh, he's dead. I guarantee you, he's dead before all this. Because some guy that was the heir to the Empire, come on, and then you're not going to bring him up yeah. and talk about. You talk well, about you Vader. Know, and- you know, those are some of the first novels they wrote. After the original trilogy was, I know, uh, but he was the heir to the he empire. Was, he was such a big character, and you're not gonna talk about him. It's cool that we're getting him now, but yeah, I don't know. We'll you know, the rumor is um, we had this Mando season. We're getting Ahsoka here. We're eventually getting Skeleton Crew. It was supposed to come out this year, but now with the strike, I'm wondering if they'll push it back to kind of stretch out their content. Um, and then we'll eventually get another season of Mando. And I heard the rumor is that that season of Mando is going to end on a cliffhanger. And all this is going to relate to, uh, an in theater movie with the cast of Mandalorian skeleton crew and Ahsoka. And that's going to be the heir to the empire movie. Well, we'll see, because I know they put a halt to all the Star Wars movies because of the last trilogy just basically tanked. Uh, and, well, no, they've been developing. They do, they've been developing no, Pikas. They 
well they, they they were putting more of their stuff in the, in the in the shows but they i mean well, we yeah, all went and, we gave them all our money but yeah to it just it seemed like it just didn't hit where it wanted it to i mean their their movies make tons of money yeah. but they they just, i don't know what what they wanted i mean well now the you idea, made your like money. i say is you take all these tv shows and you feed them their storyline into a movie so you take mandalorian skeleton crew and ahsoka stories and you feed it into a movie that they're going to put on the big screen i'd rather just have a more tv series keep it going because i I think it's better for me story-wise when you do have a tv series you can you can really tell more of what what the story get for the two-hour movie, that'll be three hours that you got to jam as much as you can into it. I mean, with a yeah. TV series, you can do multiple Well, they got seasons. all the lead-up to it. They got this season of Soka. They got whatever happens in Skeleton Crew. And they got one more season of Mando to set up the movie. So, But either way, I mean, we're going to see all of it in uh, Ahsoka. Oh, yeah. of I'm, I'm ex- I can't wait. Uh, yep. For this, as soon as it hit night, hopefully nine o'clock, like it did that. I would love that, like they did with Obi Wan. Uh, that was such a treat, because otherwise, you either gotta. For me, I gotta get up crazy early, if I, especially if I start at uh, five or six a.m. Gotta get up at like three or four <laughs> if I want to watch Mid- it. So midnight, I'm 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 right there when it hits. So but. yeah. August yeah, it doesn't 20- work as well for me with the whole like I don't want to like sleep then wake up then sleep so <laughs> August 23rd two uh, episodes please be an hour or at least 45 minutes long not a yeah, half hour it's eight it's eight episodes my guess is um, it'll be as far as we're talking about uh episode length i think it'll be comparable to mandalorian which those are all over the place if you look at the third season here the first episode was 35 minutes the second episode was 42 the third was 56 the fourth was 31 you know fifth was 41 so it's all over the place so that's my guess for ahsoka it'll probably be somewhere between a half hour 45 minutes as i'm guess I hope they show some um, live ash- action flashbacks to when Vader and Ahsoka went at it. Yeah, that'd be great. Could see it. So they, uh, they don't have to get, don't have to give it to us this season, but give it to us at some point. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was teasing earlier in the episode. Um, since we last spoke, they added uh, the making of Mandalorian season three. They call them Gallery on Disney Plus. And one of the most interesting things I found in this was they didn't mention Pedro Pascal once. Nobody said his name. They didn't interview him. He clearly wasn't on set all season long. And he didn't unmask. Obviously, at some point, he came in the studio 
or they got him on the phone and he recorded all the dialogue for the season. But I found that really interesting that they didn't mention him at all. And when they talked about Mando, they talked about the guy on set that was in the suit, which I guess is not Pedro at all anymore. He doesn't do any of the in the suit Mando stuff. Well, I don't know. They didn't need him. Just need his voice. Right. Maybe helmet off. <laughs> but. Yeah. Yeah. And they talked about that idea too. Like after the events of season two, like do they keep him helmet off or they kind of lead into the storyline of his uh, religious cult like beliefs of, of, the way and and keeping the helmet on and then they also talked about the idea of uh, everybody you know obviously considers Din Djarin Mando to be the Mandalorian but uh, obviously they explored this season uh, Bo-Katan and the idea of being the Mandalorian and uh, you know even though he is a clone um, even Boa Fett being the Mandalorian and that kind of title and designation being open. They also talked about the idea of uh, everybody thought uh, this was like kind of like a Return of the King scenario and Din Djarin was Aragon and he was Return of the King and he was meant for the throne of Mandalore. But... Uh, that's not what uh, John Favreau and Filoni wanted. <laughs> they prefer him as uh, a guy just out there having adventures, a guy on his own. And that's where they sent him back on his path here at the end of Mando season three. Instead of taking up any kind of throne of Mandalore, they just have him and Grogu hanging out in the hut, you know, just waiting for the next adventure and actually they set him up on that idea the armorer tells him like okay yeah now this is your adopted son din grogu is now grogu's name and uh he's like and and she's like now what you have to do is uh you got to take him on adventures you got to do stuff so i guess I guess that's where we're more headed with uh, Mando season four. And I'm not mad at it. Uh, kind of adventure of the week stuff. Um, that's, that's cool. You know, it was cool in season one, you know, I don't know. I know it turned a lot of fans off that they did that. That, I mean, I give me more of him, even if he had his own little show, but uh, I have no issues with, uh, Din Grogu and, and the further adventures of, of uh, Din Djarin. I mean, I'm, I'm all for it, but like I said, you can't please everybody. I mean, oh, yeah. everybody's no got to be about something. Um, oh, yeah. Give, give me more. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready. So Back to Ahsoka no. for just a quick second, too. Those, those kind of dark Jedi or gray Jedi or whatever you want to call them. The orange blade. I love orange. And yeah, I really want when they make, they inevitably make their force effects lightsabers. I really want one of them, one of those orange lightsabers. 
Do you have any? Hmm? Do you have any of those lightsabers? Uh, kind of. Uh, long, <laughs> long ago, when Clone Wars first started, uh, obviously Jade, she grew up with Star Wars, and one year uh, she wanted to be Ahsoka, and it was probably the best I ever did for her on a costume. Um, we got the, like, Soka costume, I made parts of it, I painted her face, and I did all the makeup, and on top of that, um, you know, because she was, you know, small at the time, uh, elementary school age, I got her the Yoda Force Effects lightsaber, and she used that for her Ahsoka costume, so... Uh, Although I got it for her in her costume, and I guess you could say technically it's Jade's. It's with me. So, yeah, I got the Yoda one. <laughs> well, that's a cool one to have. Yeah. And it's, it's uh, you know, obviously it is on the smaller side. If you compared it to like a, a Obi-Wan or a Luke or a Vader or any of the other Force Effects lightsabers they made, it's a bigger... Um, Hilt and everything a saber, and you saw when uh, Luke had it in his hand in uh, Book of Boba Fett, and he turned it on uh, Yoda's lightsaber. How it looks! <laughs> so that's how it kind of looks when I turn it on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But yeah, I'm ready for Ahsoka, so we'll see. Well, obviously, we're not getting anything at Comic Con or anything for it, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, what was that show called? Gallery on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, Gallery: The Making of the Mandalorian Season Three. Alrighty. Um. I'm gonna roll into collecting, but really quick. Uh, did you see the uh, what's that uh, black Wookiee's name that was in uh, Boba Fett? Curse Anton. Did you see that figure, the black series? Uh, I have the first one they released, and it's terrible. I can't stand it, and I almost don't want to unbox it. I want to sell it, so I do want that new one. The new one looks good, but. Oh my god, it's 35 bucks. It's only at Comic-Con or are they going to sell it elsewhere? Oh. Yeah, that 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 Chrysanthemum, that's um the uh, classic uh vintage scale, the 3 and 3 quarter inch scale. So that's the smaller one. Um they're going to have some online on the Hasbro Pulse website too. Are you going to get them next year? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's but, a cool fig. I like the packaging. It's got yeah. the, the figure in the, and uh, some extra weapons and everything. And it's like, it looks like a box that unfolds. So it looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. I miss my buddy Flea all the time. I've been thinking about getting a cat at some point here. And, Although I really want an orange one, Flea was the best, and he was an orange cat. Uh, I kind of want a black cat, so I just name it Chrysanthemum. <laughs> well, it says here the Hasbro Pulse are having a store 
at Comic Con. Uh, yeah. It sounds like it's outside. It's not wow. in. Wow. This is uh, the vault, the Hasbro Pulse store. Hasbro is hosting the vault, the Hasbro Pulse store at the Sparks Gallery at 536th Avenue. Uh, wow. So fans can Hasbro Pulse best selling products and select convention exclusives. To purchase the San Diego Comic Con convention exclusive, you must be present. At, oh, it says you must be present. A valid convention badge, limited to oh. per custom. What's Boom. the point of having it outside then? Boom. That's, I thought it was yeah, just a store for. I do want that chrysanthemum. Hmm. I do want uh, that chrysanthemum. I don't know. I'll talk to my friends to see if they're going. If they're. They got their. If they're going to get one. I'm going to say, if you don't, they're limited too. Here, grab me one. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I'll hit them up and see. But that's stupid. Why have a store outside? And if you can't, I assume you can't buy the con exclusive, but you can buy whatever else is in there. But that's stupid. I miss <laughs> I miss those early years when, yeah, the booth was always crazy. But like you found, you could find a time. Maybe it was late in the day. Maybe it was the next day. But. You could get in and you could get what you want. And I remember back then, you remember Jade was a lot younger and she I used to always get her the pony. That was, that was always a big thing at the booth. Obviously I wanted my Star Wars exclusive. Uh, some years, the, the GI Joe release, you could get them. Like I miss, I, I, I really miss those early years of the cone. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know what's happening here, but. Trying to see if uh, there's other lists on what there is because I know there's usually we usually find a list and then we'll kind of run down and let you know what we think uh, when we were going when we were able to get in what we wanted. I mean, I usually got the GI Joe ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always the got the Star Wars one. <laughs> the one list is with that one year. When Sergeant Slaughter had two figures, I was only be able I was only able to get one of them because one of them sold out. So I was I was pretty bummed about that. But uh, man, they're selling these again. Ooh, hell no. Um, these are pre-orders on Entertainment Earth for their Comic Con exclusives, I guess. I know these are just um, Entertainment Earth exclusives. The, uh, for you Twilight Zone fans, they have a looks like it has a full size replica of a talkie Tina. Two ninety nine. One eighty nine. One eighty nine. The Mystic Fear. Oh, that's awesome. Two ninety nine. Hell no. I ain't the one. Ooh. <laughs> There's a. Oh, sold out. Is that a? Yeah, Swamp Thing, a Tiki, sold out. But I don't know. But yeah, we're going to roll into collecting because, uh, oh man, DMC is going to be down there. Uh, well, I already met him, but uh, I finally got a bunch of, well, not a bunch, but a few things. Um, uh, let me start off with, uh, I got the WWE Elite Collection from Series 101. Uh, this is the first time in the line. This is the Johnny Knoxville one. 
if you guys remember him, the WrestleMania when he had his match. So that was really cool. Uh, I found these at Walmart. I bought myself one, and Eric wanted one. So luckily, I found a second one. Uh, so I got that. And uh, I finally got, the, keeping it with WWE, uh, Rhea Ripley. I got her first figure. I remember I kept one. I'll, I'll get it later. I'll get it later. And uh, I, I missed the boat. So, But this is her first figure figure from series 114 uh i got it off of ebay for like 15 bucks I, I didn't care that was cool i love rhea ripley glad i got this one now in my collection uh the next thing i got uh shout out to mike he uh he grabbed this one for me this was uh the neca uh halloween 2 michael myers uh it's a really cool sculpt uh, i like these um these neca ones they do a really good job with the sculpts it's got uh the regular head that's on them, and then it's got uh, the two more heads you can replace, as well as uh, the pumpkin and his hands you can change. And he's got a knife and the what else? I can't even see. I'm in the glasses. Uh, it's got the butcher knife, the hammer, the scalpel, and the syringe. Uh, if you guys did see Halloween two, the original Halloween two, not that Rob Zombie bullshit. Um, but I really love this sculpt. I'm glad I got it now in my collection. Uh, the next. Uh, oh, Mike got me uh, Funko Pops. He's got me um, the uh, Boba Fett. He how he looks like in the the original Kenner figure, but the, that that one. He also got me um, Snake Eyes. The uh, I guess it's a shop exclusive. It's him and uh, him and Timber. Might grab me that one and. Did I talk about the, the cocaine bear one? I don't think so, right? Yep. No. All right. I got the uh, the shop exclusive for cocaine bear. Uh, he's got that big old brick of coke in his mouth, and he's got the little duffel bag with the, the rest of the coke in it. Uh, this, this was the exclusive one. There's another one out there. I think it's just uh, he's the, the bear standing on all four with uh, blood coming out of his mouth, but uh, the movie's goofy. If you guys got Peacock, it's on there. But this one, I had to have. I'm surprised they did it, and, and surprised they have cocaine. I'm surprised they did it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's probably why it's an exclusive. Anyway, all right. The winding down to my last four things. Uh, I went into Walmart one night. This was actually a few weeks ago, and it was right right after we did our. Um, our ESP at the movies, uh, The Flash. I know people hated the movie, but um, we liked it. But the figures, like it, it bombed. It, it's it's crazy though. It stands now. Um, it's officially out of theaters, and um, it's the biggest loser uh, comic book movie ever. Like it, it lost the most money that was ever put into it. Like it lost like two hundred million or something. It didn't make back. It was only because of Ezra Miller. It wasn't because it was a crap movie. But but uh, DC got my money. This is uh, from the McFarlane. This the his his designs. I got uh, this. Is, these are all from the Flash movie. This is uh, the Flash, the Barry two, um, in his Batman costume when he took the uh, 
the one of uh, Batman's costumes and painted it red and everything and turned it into a flash suit. I grabbed that one. Uh, I got the uh, the Michael Keaton Batman one, which I was shocked that I I was shocked that I found them out in the wild. Uh, first awesome. of all, they had they had a full set of all of them, but I only grabbed four of them. I didn't get uh, the other Flash or. No, I think I think that was the old. I think that was the only one I didn't get was uh, the other Flash. I think there was another one. I, I can't remember, but I got the Michael Keaton Batman one. This one's pretty badass. I also got the uh, the Ben Affleck Batman uh, that was at the beginning of the movie. So I was really that was the one I wanted the most, and I, I saw it. That was it was like right in the front. So I was like, oh sweet! So I grabbed it, and then I looked through all the other ones, and I found. Uh, the Michael Keaton Batman one. So I said, oh, it's here. I might as well get it. Uh, but this is the one that I wanted probably the, the most. Um, the Supergirl. Because I remember when we did talk about uh, a review on it. And I said, if they make that into a figure, I want it. And I didn't know they did. But um, this one, I had to get it. I thought she was awesome. I said this in the review. It wasn't her fault uh, why the movie tanked. But she was amazing. So... Uh, I'm glad that I got. I'm glad that I got these. Will I take them out of the box? No, uh, I'm in the package guy, so these are staying in the box. I do see that the um, the Michael Keaton Batman one is going for at least double the price on uh, eBay. But um, I want that other one, the one uh, when he doesn't have uh, his cowl on. I think was that was that Entertainment Earth. That I think one? so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Because that's uh, I think you can still get those. I know they're selling them on uh, eBay, and they're not that that pricey either. So, uh, might have to uh, pick one up eventually. I'm I'm on Entertainment Earth right now, and I don't see. I guess I gotta scroll through. Uh, ooh, they have a um, a Riddler from uh, the Batman. Hmm, I might have to get that one. But yeah, I need to get that other one, that other uh, Batman, the one with um without the cow, complete my flash set. So, but yeah, I was glad that I I found them, and that I grabbed the the four that I did. So looking around the room, uh, I will do another Blu-ray update. Um, shout out to Taylor; he wanted to know why I haven't done another one, and I have might have to be a few episodes because I got like a few stacks. Of uh, a Blu-rays and everything. So, but yeah, as far as collecting, oh, I got a uh, shout out to uh, Sean, uh, brother Sean T. He he's a world traveler. He went to Japan. Usually, he brings me back um, some Ultraman, uh, many of the different characters and the different versions of Ultraman. Uh, speaking of Ultraman, I do got a review coming for uh, Shin Ultraman. Uh, they get they sent us a screener, and I need to watch it. Um, he, the uh, Godzilla, he, he bought me a little Godzilla figure over uh, in Japan, and um, it's awesome. So it's right here in front of me on the on the desk. Uh, I'm trying to see what else did I get. I think that's it. I mean, it's usually, usually I never have anything. But, yeah, that's all the stuff I got, the WWE figures, uh, Michael Myers, and my four uh, DC McFarlane figures from uh, the Flash movie. That's all I got. What do you got? 
All right. A uh, few different things here. I'll just draw out a few random things. Uh, from the Black Series, Star Wars, uh, most recent arrival, uh, Bastilla Sean from the uh, Knights of the Old Republic series, uh, Gaming Greats uh, series. So, really cool uh, figure. It's interesting because for a while here, they've gone to the so-called uh, uh, plastic-free uh, packaging. Um, but I also heard a rumor that uh, as short time as they've done it, I've heard uh, it might be over and they might be going back to the way they uh, looked before with the plastic uh, being able to see the figure in the packaging. So. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, on the uh, pop front, picked up a few for uh, Amazon Day the uh, other day, and they've uh, all arrived so far. Uh, really good deal stuff. Most of them uh, two ninety nine. Too good a deal to pass up for uh, ones I wanted. From uh, the most recent ET wave, I got Gertie and Elliot. Uh, from Peacemaker, I finally got Vigilante, which is really cool. I did want that uh, for a while, but uh, finally got a really good deal on it. I got Scarlet from G.I. Joe. Uh, pretty good sculpt on that character. But yeah, all really good deals. And also, speaking of Amazon Day, I got uh, I haven't unboxed it yet or uh, even got the batteries for it, but... Uh, I got this uh, LA-59 Lola from the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, uh, Leia's droid friend. Uh, it's like a animatronic version. And I guess when this thing originally came out, it was like 90 bucks or something like that. Pretty expensive. And it was all the way down to, uh, I can't remember if it was uh, 15 or 20 bucks, but... Uh, Cheap enough that I was like, okay, sure, why not? A cool Star Wars deal, and uh, I wanted to see it. Uh, I haven't even unboxed it yet, but just looking at the packaging here, supposedly it does 45-plus things. It says it has three modes, uh, hover mode, on-the-go mode, lights, flying sounds, head and panel movements light sounds and responses so for the price it was worth uh picking up especially considering it was almost 100 bucks before uh just holding the box in my hand i can't believe it costs that much uh, i would have never guessed it would uh went for that much <laughs> hey but uh oh yeah another uh pretty cool arrival i have yet to unbox him but i will um one of the releases from star wars day uh although it went up for order that day took a while for it to ship but it finally did and it arrived from um the star wars galaxy's edge collection uh, he's got his shop of his own there in uh, galaxy's edge in disney world and disneyland and this is uh, Doc Ondar, the Ethereum shop owner from Galaxy's Edge. 
six and a six point seven inch uh, size figure. He comes because he's like an antiquities dealer uh, at the park. Um, he comes with a uh, kind of dirtied up uh, clone trooper helmet, a Sith and a Jedi holocron, and then like a some kind of sword that uh, is like a antique. But yeah, uh, if you've been to Galaxy's Edge, you know Doc Ondar's uh, shop is the very expensive shop. It's uh, nothing cheap in there. Um, it's all the higher priced items, the higher priced replica stuff. So uh, I don't know. I don't think I've ever gotten anything uh in the couple times i've been uh to galaxy's edge i don't think i ever bought anything from from doc ondars i bought stuff from uh, all the other shops but uh docs got a little too expensive a taste for me i mean i like the stuff but uh just can't afford it So a figure will do. Uh, I actually, the last visit back in January uh, from a different stand, not Doc's stand himself, but one of the other uh, Star Wars stands in Galaxy's Edge, I got a little plush doll of Doc Ondar that in honor, I, I, I pulled it out uh, and it's really cool and unique. So I'm glad I picked it up when I did. <laughs> Did you see that they did a um, uh, Batmobile for the Flash? I did. I saw that. Hey, I didn't even know they did that. How big is it? it? Looks pretty big. Yeah, pretty decent size. Looks like it from the pictures. Yeah, and it just sat there in the movie. <laughs> it didn't even do anything. Um. I'm on eBay. That's where I saw it. Hmm. This guy wants sixty dollars for it. Crazy. Uh. Yeah, it looks cool. Not my hashtag. Not my Batmobile, but it's uh, that looks cool. Damn, they want fifty to sixty dollars for this Keaton Batman, one that I got. Right. Shit, I only paid like was it twenty or twenty something for it when I bought it. <laughs> the other one that I want, that's um the one when he's unmasked, thirty four ninety nine. Uh, that's not bad. I don't, I don't even know. Was that in the store or was it uh an exclusive? Mm, not a hundred percent sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was uh exclusive. This uh, 12-inch statue of Batman, the Michael Keaton one, looks cool. 40 bucks. Have you seen that one? No, I haven't. He's got his fist up. Oh, it looks all right, but uh, not one for statues. If I'm going to get a statue, it's going to be the real Batman, not these cosplayers. Oh, <laughs> the, the other one I, I didn't get. There was two of them. Uh, the other Flash and the um, the Dark Flash. 
Right. Those are the ones. Those are the ones I I didn't get. They were both there. All of them. The whole the whole line was there. But uh, got to complete the I, set. I I couldn't. I, these are the four that I wanted the most. <laughs> so I, I couldn't I couldn't pull the trigger on the other two. But uh, but I think I can live without them. These ones, uh, I'm cool. I'm glad I got uh, Supergirl as well as uh, the Keaton Batman. Because I sent you the picture, and then I sent Mike the picture. He goes, is there any more? I said, no, it's the only one. Like, oh, so. Hmm. They're selling both of them. The mask and unmask. Says, buy now, 56. 56 plus 15 shipping. Well, that's not bad. I mean, that's for both of those figures. I don't know. I don't know if you're looking for them. Anyway, that's your Batman. You should get it. Well, right. Maybe not, not both of them. Get one of them. Yeah. But I, I just happened to walk in there and they had it. And it looks like they just put them out. So and that was that was the reason I grabbed them. Because when I was walking away, some guy went, oh, man, they have them? I said, these, these, are, these are the only ones. He was like, oh, man. Uh, shout out to the little kid when I got this Johnny Knoxville one. He was holding it. And I went, oh, man. I said, is there more? He goes, I don't know. I just seen this one. Why? Do you want it? I was like, if you don't. He goes, oh, no, no, man. He goes, you can have it. I was like, oh, cool. I don't remember. I didn't ask his name. So shout out to that little kid. But is that all you got? Yeah. Yeah. That'll do, that'll do me. <laughs> all right. Uh, random recommendations. Uh, we just had 4th of July. What was it a week or two? It's a week or so ago. Watch job. Peacock, you know what it is. Uh, Daniel and Buster sat there and watched all the sharp. They could care less about all the talking, but they sat there and watched it. So, yeah, shout out to them. And uh, Jaws on Peacock. Um, I think I'm going to go with, uh, I briefly mentioned it, and obviously I'll mention it more on the, the next pod, but... Uh, Check out uh, the movie that made both of our top 10 list in 2020, and that's uh, Extraction. And then go ahead and pair that. Uh, go uh, double feature and check out the new Extraction. But uh, yeah, 20, 2020's uh, the first Extraction. Check that out uh, on Netflix because uh, turning out to be a great action series. Did you check out Bird Box 2? No, but I'm going to. Yeah, I want to sit down and watch it. But. All right, everyone. Uh, random or uh, track. I am going to go. Well, over the uh, yesterday, we're recording this on what's today, Monday, uh, Sunday. I went to uh, Richmond, California to Baltic Kiss to see the return of uh, Forbidden. The Bay Area Thrash Band, they came back. Uh, they are promoting their show as uh, Twisted into Evil. So they uh, they made a, uh, a special uh, warm-up performance for uh, the, the true Bay Area Thrashers, and uh, me being definitely one of them. And Eric loves Forbidden. He never got to see him. Uh, finally got to see him, and he was super stoked. The, um, the tickets sold out like super fast. And then they said there was only going to be like a hundred at the door. So we showed up 
uh, super early. Got there. We left here about 6, 6.30 in the morning, and we got to Richmond a little after 10. And we were the fifth fifth and sixth guys in line, so we we definitely knew we were going to get in there. And shout out to Mikey and Layla. And those are the two people that I met uh, there. And uh, they grew up in the Bay Area thrashing like I did, so they had to be there to represent as well. And the place is super small, and it was awesome to see Forbidden again, this rebirth of Forbidden. Uh, we got a new singer, um, uh, Norman Skinner. He did an amazing job. Uh, Russ Anderson, the original singer for Forbidden, he's just – he retired. He doesn't uh, perform anymore, and he just was dealing with some some health issues, and he had to just get himself back together, and he's doing good. So shout out to Russ, man. And he gave uh, Norman his uh, blessing to continue on to give fans that never got to see Forbidden a chance to see them. So this is uh, – I guess we're going to work on some new music and come out with a new album, but the performance was amazing. Uh, shout out to Chris Contos, the – the new drummer for Forbidden uh, it was Paul Bostaff and many other different drummers as well as um, uh, Glenn um, Hoagland. He was also the drummer for Forbidden at one point and that one Hernandez guy. I can't remember his first name. But uh, they it was an awesome show. They, they were the only ones that played. It, the show was at four and it was over like by before six. So we got out of there plenty of time to make it home at somewhat of a decent hour. Uh, but the show was amazing. So my tracks are going to be, listen, they, they only play tracks from the first two albums, Forbidden Evil and Twisted Into Form. So any listen to any of those or any or listen to both both of the whole albums. They're, they're amazing. Um, again, shout out to Forbidden. They were awesome. They are doing two more sh shows in the Bay Area in December. Uh, Death Angel. They're uh, friends of the show. They're going to be doing, uh, they, they do their annual Christmas shows uh, in the Bay Area in San Francisco this year. It's, I think last year as well, but this year is going to be at the, the Great American Music Hall. Uh, I can't remember the dates in uh, December. I don't have them in front of me, but Forbidden is opening up for them both nights. So hopefully when tickets go on sale, I want to go. I'm going to try to go to both nights. But uh, if I get to go to one, that'd be fine with me. Mainly to see Forbidden. I've seen Death Angel. Well, I've seen both of them. A billion times but uh death angel's been going once they reformed and they've been going for quite a, quite a long time now but forbidden coming back the rebirth of forbidden and is amazing again norman skinner is doing an amazing job fronting the band he was hitting those high notes he was hitting those low notes and he was it was awesome it was just an amazing show i definitely want to go back to that little club in richmond baltic kiss uh, i'm going in september i know for sure the boneless ones uh, they're playing awesome little uh, skate punk band. Uh, so I'm going to go down there. Shout out to Max. He was at the show. And as well as Jeff. Oh, from a drummer for uh, Fungal Mungo as, and as well as Forbidden. Or not Forbidden, uh, Mordred. Uh, we did go to the, the Mendo Lake uh, Metal Fest and we got to see um, Boneless Ones as well as Mordred. So that was really cool just to see everyone that I get to see when I see shows. It's It's cool now. I'm 51 years old. And a lot of people that are, when I was a teenager going to these shows, seeing the, the older thrashers that were probably in their 20s uh, when I first met them. And they're still going to shows. I mean, i got to wear earplugs now, man, because I, 
my ears are ringing anyway from working at the airport. I just need to save my hearing. But it was an awesome show. Uh, I'm glad that they did it and they're going to give us more because I know they're going overseas to do the Alcatraz Festival. And uh, I don't want to say it was my idea that they do some warm-up shows in the Bay Area, but I did tell Craig. I said, hey, man, now that you guys are doing this, man, just Craig's a, uh, a guitar, lead guitar player for uh, Forbidden. I told him, so why don't you do some warm-up shows in the Bay? He goes, eh, I don't know. We'll see. And this was the first one. A lot of people didn't know it was happening. Uh, I didn't know this show was happening either until Eric saw that they were they were playing. So I'm glad that we got to go, and I was happy that Eric got to uh, finally see Forbidden, and he had a really good time. He did have the VIP meet and greet, so he got like a t-shirt and poster and a bunch of other things. They all signed his battle vest. So, but uh, other than me just enjoying myself, I did film a video. Um, it was the first was the, the first song they did. Um, what the hell was the song called? Um, just go to our East Society uh, oh. YouTube page. It was um, "Follow Me" was the first song, and it was um, from uh, I think it was in "Twisted into Was it in "Twisted into Form"? I I, I can't remember which album it was on, but uh, it was cool. Cool night to see. Definitely check out the video that's on uh, our YouTube page. Uh, I'm also gonna put it on one of the Instagram ones at some point. So. Uh, really, really cool. Thank you, everyone, for for uh, uh, checking it out so far. And uh, everyone that I met uh, yesterday, right on. We'll definitely see you again when uh, Forbidden or any other uh, thrash band plays. So, but definitely check out uh, my video that I recorded. Go to East Society Podcast YouTube page and uh, check it out. It's like uh, eight minutes long or something like that. So, but yeah. That's it. What do you got? Uh, I am going to go with a uh, track. It's funny. Like, you know, you can't help, but uh, what you hear at work, uh, I hear plenty of songs that uh, I'm never going to recommend, but uh, definitely ones that uh, you hear and eventually uh, you hear them. Day after day, they eventually grow on you. And uh, one of the plugs, one of the songs they have in rotation there, is a track from uh, 2016. I've never heard of this artist before, but uh, uh, Maren Morris, M A R E N Morris, uh, 80s Mercedes. Uh, I find it to be uh, really uh, catchy. So. <laughs> It's definitely a song that uh, there's a bunch of songs, obviously in rotation, that uh, I'm not excited when when they come on, and it uh, doesn't matter what it is. Obviously, I know every song by heart now uh, that they play in rotation there, and it's better than nothing because uh, I've definitely uh, I've I've had it a few times in there where uh, you have uh, a different uh, manager that uh, doesn't want the uh, overhead on uh in the the early uh part of the the day but most of the time it is and uh, i do prefer it that way it's something to kind of uh have on so uh, for me it's definitely uh better than nothing but uh yeah i mean this is a track i i wouldn't have heard of anyway i still i've never heard of this person but uh 
hit the Shazam on the track and I found out who it was. And uh, yeah, I really like it. It's catchy. And that's uh, uh, Maren Morris with 80s Mercedes. Well, you heard Heim at work. Yeah, that's right. We got to see him twice. Well, all right, everyone. I don't know exactly how long this episode is. We had to, <laughs> we had all the technical issues, but uh, we got we got uh, another episode coming. We're just going to do movies because this is obviously was just TV and everything. So, but with that. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. Do listen to everything else. Check out the latest big guys podcast episode 13 catching up with the big guys. Uh, Jesse and a big Jesse and I ride again. So shout out to everyone that listened to it more of just us catching up and talking about nonsense. Also check out um, ESP the Nez files. I covered death wish one and two. I got uh, three, four and five and the, uh, remake coming not anytime soon but they're coming uh do if you didn't listen to our esp ringside uh sort of uh with the money in the bank definitely check that out it's only like maybe 20 something minutes long also esp at the movies mike and i did uh the 1983 uh classic jaws 3d definitely check that out and other things that i'm a part of going over to the horror returns uh dot com and listen to everything over there uh, Brian and I, we did, uh, we dropped two action returns episode, episode 63. We talk about, uh, the 1984. Oh shit. I messed up on that. Uh, 1984's, uh, Ninja three, the domination and 2016's for episode 64, uh, Steven Seagal's code of honor. I, I like the movie. Hey, <laughs> Brian wasn't that, that big on it. Uh, it, it's goofy and everything. If you, if you like, uh, Seagal straight to the streaming or whatever movies. Um, I don't like all of them, but I did enjoy this one. I definitely listened to our review there. And uh, like I said before, go over to the horrorreturns.com and there's links to everything, all the shows that I'm a part of, as well as the wrestling returns, uh, THR presents stream fiends. Uh, we got another episode coming for that. We are covering um, the first insidious movie. And then I don't, we're not going to run through all of them. We're just going to cover that first one. I, that's, I, speaking of Insidious, I need to get out and see the, the new one that's out there. But yeah, again, thehorrorreturns.com. Uh, just go down to show notes and on the Horror Returns Network on Podbean. And there's links to the Facebook groups, all the Instagram stuff and everywhere else. But I'm sure, horror, again, thehorrorreturns.com will uh, steer you to everything there. Shout out to Brian all the legwork for both of the networks and everybody else uh, that he promotes. Uh, Brian is a member of the East Society and he is a part of uh, our family as well. Good guy. Awesome guy. I love him to death, man. And brother, thank you so much for letting me come on and be a part of those shows with you guys, as well as uh, brother Phil and brother Lance. Um, also, uh, down the show notes below, check out uh, Mixla Beat Productions. Shout out to him for doing our intro and outro. Just go to www.mixlawproduction.com for all your your beat needs over there and all of that. So that's um, everyone that I guess. Uh, oh, shout out to Oki Podcast. Shout out to uh, Native Film Talk. Shout out to uh, The Right Potato. Shout out to 
Classic Wolf. Shout out to Tope Signals. And I know I'm forgetting someone else. Oh, Scodian Cinema and everybody else that uh, that's in our little network and our families and everything. And um, oh, that's going to be it this episode. So definitely come back for more. Uh, we got to... We got movies coming. This is uh, episode um, 290. We're coming at you with 291 really, really soon with uh, all the movies we got. And uh, yeah, that's it. So until next time, please be safe out there. Thank you for listening and come back again. So until then, party on. Yep. Thanks everyone for listening. Till next time, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, you society. Mm-hmm.